can we fuck? Can we? I'm, yes. <laughs> Barrett. I mean, Barrett, uh, yeah, I guess. my wife is in the room, but if we want to have a conversation afterwards. The, the short answer is yes. Coming right out with That's it. That's what, the $1,000 tier for that? Yeah. yeah. We don't have that membership level. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dyster, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. Mm. We write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. We are also joined today by the entirety of the Cinema Sins team Barrett Share. Hello. Jeremy Scott. Mm. And Chris Atkinson, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as well as a spectacular live audience in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. There it is. There you go. <laughs> Nashville. Yeah, welcome to the Sin Week edition of Behind the Sins. Uh, we had fun last night. We were all out uh, eating great food and hanging out together. And Way to make everybody feel left out. No, well, that's part of it, right? Maybe they'll want to oh. come next year. Oh, it's like, I you know, see. It's psychological. It's a little, it's a little bit of uh, subliminal oh. marketing Rude. going on. Uh, so, yeah, so we had a good time last night. Is everybody feeling okay this morning? Did we party too hard last night? Like, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So what's, what's just, like, do we need some sort of, I see, I don't know how. How about how, water? How about we all drink a little bit of water? Yeah, water had, do it? I had one too many Cokes. I really <laughs> No, seriously, I did have one too many Cokes, and I was up uh, by myself while all of you were sleeping, talking to no one on the yeah. company Slack. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's true! I, woke up I did. Morning. I checked the Slack this morning. It was like twelve thirty a.m. You're like yeah. typing away just on typing Slack. Into He's giving his opinions of John Singleton versus yes. Spike Lee. Yes. I think it's funny that Boys in the Hood is so dated, but um, well, it's also a really funny movie. I mean, it's a comedy. You know, it's just a laugh riot. Boys in the Hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, yeah. All, of, all, all throughout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Do the right thing is do the right thing is as cl- timeless. It doesn't mm. look dated when you watch that. Mm-hmm. Movie. I just think that's interesting, especially when it's late at night and no one is awake but me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember that? Uh, so, Boys in the Hood was uh, was a rap song. It was uh, it wasn't Public Enemy. Easy, Easy E. And then, uh, uh, like an emo group called Dynamite Hack mm-hmm. did a, a white man cover of it. Yeah. yeah, it was terrible. Yes. Yeah. All right. But we, anyway, but we all enjoyed it at the time, or laughed at it, or yeah. something yeah. or other. And mm-hmm. none of us could talk about this on Slack because we were sleeping. It's true. Yes, it's true. Because <laughs> I bleed soda, so it doesn't really keep me up. <laughs> oh, I left my phone in the car last night, so I couldn't check any messages. Um, but we got tweeted by somebody after an outtake, and I got really excited about that. Oh yeah, we should talk about in the when we talk in about. Frozen Two, oh, yeah, yeah, because that was yeah, that was exciting. I actually uh, this we is... send Frozen Two, really? yeah, oh, okay, yeah, it happened actually <laughs> just just yesterday. I should Amazing. pay more attention to what yeah. we do. Yeah, you should. You're gonna have lots of great stuff to say about that video. I can yeah. tell already. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's get into the inside scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're going to take a look at the uh, videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the, the shows and movies in general. Uh, we like to kick it off with TV Sins. Now, how many on the panel watch any of the DC shows on the CW, any of the, the superhero shows? Mm. Whenever we send them. Just when yeah. we send them? Uh, sporadically. I've Which ones have you watched? Things. Who, me? Yeah. I've watched all of them at one time or another. Arrow's probably, oddly enough, the one I've seen the most of. But I, that wasn't. That was just because it was the first one. Is that one done now? Did they they yeah, finish that, that one? Yeah, that just finished. Yeah. yeah. But I, I haven't watched the last couple seasons. So but I don't they know still happened. call the other ones the Arrowverse, right? 
Go figure. Mm-hmm. Flash is probably the best one that I've seen. I saw like the first couple seasons of that, but then what's the one where there are a bunch of them? What is that one called? Legends again? of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. When I've watched that randomly, that one's gotten really. It's really fun. Like if you and it's one you can come in and out of. Uh, just they just. I feel like they just like they're just nobody's paying attention to them. Yeah. So they're just doing whatever the hell they want. <laughs> like they just recently did an episode that was it was a variation on the the 1980 movie Prom Night, <laughs> which is really weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's when you know you've arrived. Yeah. When you can do a variation yeah, on prom night. Yeah, you can night. take a 1980 For Jamie sure. Lee Curtis movie. And is Catwoman in the Arrowverse? Not that I'm aware. Batwoman of. is. Well, Batwoman is, so maybe. Batwoman. Which one is the Ruby Rose one? Batwoman. 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 Yeah. I have not Batwoman, seen that one. But not Catwoman? But there is no Catwoman. And no Batgirl. So I, I don't know. I haven't watched Batwoman, or so Cat I can't Grandma. tell you. <laughs> and then Lois and Clark is coming next year. They no, it's, 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 it's Superman, Superman and, and Lois. Same thing. Well, yes, it's the same thing, but that's why I wanted to point out the difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Appreciate you keeping me on. Uh, I've watched every season of The Flash. It's the only one I've kept up with, and I do enjoy you know, these Flash episodes. What about the ones episodes. where they co- cross over? Do you watch I do the watch cross- the crossovers. Okay. So like when they do, and I haven't watched any of season six yet, so I'm like okay. way behind because my youngest son just started watching the Arrowverse stuff. He's like, Dad, wait for me, all right? I'm going to be to Flash season six, and we can watch it together. So I've been waiting on that. Is that the but- kid that moved out? No, my okay. youngest. My youngest. <laughs> I was going to say it's going to be it's the kid that just got his uh, driver's permit. So all my kids are driving Your now. Your youngest so. has a drive. Yeah, God. yeah. I'm I'm what's known as old. Jeez. <laughs> so yeah, that's how that works. I've seen Jeez. I've seen episodes of each of those uh, mainly because of um, the podcast when we had Jeremy Simser on and he did uh, some that's of right. the uh, he did some of the the drawings for some of these episodes. So I actually went out and specifically saw the episodes that he was on. And everything, and I've also been on an Arrow uh, TV send script, so I've seen those. So. <laughs> I thought you were about to say you've been on Arrow. I've been on <laughs> like, Arrow. like yeah. how did I not know this? Right, right. And I won a contest. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were like, "Wait, you were in Last Castle? Get your ass yeah, over exactly. here!" Right. What, what contest would you have to win to get onto the Arrow? Ooh, that's a good question. Like know something about the oh boy I wouldn't have won that like <laughs> be the be the tenth caller at Y one hundred seven yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly be the tenth caller mm-hmm. uh, the reason I've stuck with Flash is pretty much the chemistry of the cast I think it's the, cast. the best cast of any of those shows I, I watched some of the others and I just couldn't stick with them but Grant Gustin is a great Flash mm-hmm. like he's really good and then the chemistry between uh, Danielle Panabaker and Carlos Valdez uh, is really good as well yeah that's so, uh, hook up. <laughs> what was I, I Barrett with the hand symbols already? <laughs> already, Barrett's going to the hands. Did they scissor? <laughs> I, mean, yeah. they, I don't know. It's not a thing, Barrett. <laughs> I mean, no. Didn't you watch Most Smart? I mean, unless it happens in season six, I don't. I don't okay. think they've they've kind of had a relationship. It, it They're doesn't just seem friends. like they've got a sexual chemistry. No, they've, anything, they've got a friendship. They do get chemistry. along. Yeah. yeah, I like them to the point where that's one where if they ever, I wish they would use them for a Flash movie. They're not going to, but if they ever made a Flash movie, I would just prefer they use them. I agree. The other no, ones, I, totally I don't really agree. care. But. Um, I mean, Melissa Benoist or whatever, she's fine as Supergirl. I mean, all of them are good, but they do have the best cast. Yeah. Do you uh, do you like the Wallflower Flash? The uh, the the one that's in Justice League. The oh the the Flash. He's fine. <laughs> he's uh, fine. But you like this other? This I do. Grant. I think Grant's perfect. Oh. And maybe that's just because I saw him first and I've kind of gotten to know him as the Flash. Mm-hmm. But no, I Ezra, right? But what is, yeah, yeah, Ezra, Ezra, Miller. Ezra Miller. But what is it that those shows are in their own separate universe, right? They call oh, yeah. that the Arrowverse, yeah. right? That's yeah, it's the their own, own separate thing. Because that's why Superman yeah. can be there. And but he's, yeah, DC's but got not. their stuff together, man. They just oh uh, yeah, yeah, they're perfect. <laughs> 
<laughs> they know how to do that. All right. This was, by the way, a Hughes Watkins script. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Danae and Jonathan wrote on this, uh, which means I will start talking about the video uh, since I did not write on it. Um, hilarious stuff in here. Uh, I love the beginning where we treat the narration as like a red flagged relationship. Like all of a sudden the narrator is trying to be in a relationship with, with us and telling us we have obligations. That, yeah, which that triggers I me pretty th- hard. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I've um, worked for a lot of years that, you know, breaking down the walls of feeling obligated to other people. So when the narrator's like, do me a favor, and I'm like, I don't know you. <laughs> That's her blog, right? It's, it's her narrating. Yeah, first yeah. it's a blog. Th- well, yeah, there's three different openings to this sh- this episode. This is the Flash is Born. It's it's like the opening, the standard opening, and then it's the flashback of how he got to be the Flash, and then it's this this fucking. Can we fuck? Can we? I'm, yes. <laughs> Barrett. I mean, we, 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 yeah, uh, yeah. my wife is in the room, but if we want to have a conversation afterwards, the, the short answer is yes. His wife, I wasn't expecting a public hey, proposition. His wife's this a morning. principal, by the way. Did you know that? Yeah, Did you know but, that? Uh, <laughs> wow. I mean, Barrett, just, just coming right out That's with what, it. That's what the thousand dollar tier for that? Yeah. yeah. We don't have that membership level. <laughs> The perks of being, you know, whatever. Yeah. Ezra, I forgot, I forgot the, the, oh the response. God. Oh, no, no, yeah. Then you have to go through the, the, the blog aeration and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It takes, like, a full five or six minutes for this episode to actually start. Yeah. And it yeah. starts, the very first is a recap of the previous episode, fact, too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the, uh, I'll go ahead and say the sin where we do the flash flashback or whatever. Yes. The reason I, that came to be as it was is because I was I was trying to, like, what's a crafty flashback thing I can do here? I was like, oh, fuck, his name's The Flash. So. <laughs> hey, you can't fuck. <laughs> no, no, I can't. Well, at least you didn't ask. I mean, you need to ask first. Uh, I, I also love show. I also love the sin uh, suggestions is a, is a terrible superhero name. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, and then the uh, the sin that uh, nipple size is easy pickings for a bully uh, cracked me up. You're like listing I think things. That was, that was Barrett, Barrett, right? I think, yeah. yeah, I think that was a Barrett sin where if you're it, listing things that bullies can pick on, and one of them Barrett was likes to talk size. about Stephen King bullies. It's a very specific thing, Barrett. Uh, it had nothing to do with personal experience. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> but that fair is enough. something that's happened recently. Like, and I don't know if it's because of the Stephen King, this the bully thing, the oh, bully okay. thing, like, like <laughs> the nipple thing. Just insane bullies in TV shows and movies. Yeah, that's yeah. become a thing Barrett's recently. Nipples. That guy, uh, that guy's a super bully. Like he's got such a hard bully boner that he wants to just. He's gonna. He's gonna not only come after Barry, but after the blogger who's blogging about Barry. Yeah, right. It's, the it's weirdest not even thing. from high school. It's from like preschool. It's when they were little little yeah, kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I can understand high school being yeah. something like tragic, and but anyway. Mm. It was uh, it was super. Yeah, where he goes up to him like in the school and goes, "Your mom fucked a bunch of people and got murdered or whatever mm. he says." I remember yeah. that part clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the, you no, know, the network shows are getting really raunchy. No, that's <laughs> no, that's the issue. That's what's coming up recently is bullies yeah. like that's young bullies, yeah. like insulting their families. Like scary stories to tell in the dark did this just recently. It was like, well, you know, go back to your dirty dad who did dirty things with the with <laughs> thing. And it's like who? What bully involves family? matters like you're just supposed to focus on right. the person that you're you bullying. have pimples you crazy person <laughs> yeah. it's not like oh i heard your dad's bad yeah. <laughs> your dad drinks a lot <laughs> asshole. Loser. that was also because he called him barry i was like this is a really dark episode of the goldbergs your master teaches yeah. karate shit <laughs> 
I love the scene where uh, Thawne and Barry are talking about Iris together in the midst of an investigation, and the line in the, the, the uh, video is, uh, why talk about important law stuff when there's a woman to conquer, uh, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, and then if I think the big hit of the video was the Say Martha uh, line. Yeah, how do you, yeah, yeah. how do you beat how do you beat a man of steel? Bravo, that was just like that. Just uh, that was that was like a that was an easy one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> once he it said man of steel, like oh god. Yeah, no, it was perfect. Uh, what about the writers on this? Any other further thoughts from you guys and what you liked about the video? And uh, the thing that I found most annoying watching because I had never seen the Flash before uh, was the entire premise of him being on the rooftop with Iris and very close proximity. Mm-hmm. And even though technically it's dark outside, there was all this lighting. And I just find it impossible to believe that she wouldn't recognize her like longtime Betty. Yeah, they because he doesn't even have a face. Years. Well, they've lived together because the captain, the police officer, raised him. When and his he's dad doing got that arrested. weird like vocal cord thing, mm-hmm. I guess, which I had to research Funnel fairy, to figure bar. that out. I don't even know how that's a thing though. How do you do that? Even if you have the ability to be fast, I mean, like, you just he also has the ability to. I have to say, I went on this whole mental thought and not an actual physical search because I have limits. But I'm like, he can control one part of his body to vibrate. That's pretty cool. Well, and they have to. <laughs> yep. It's pretty badass. I... <laughs> you would join his thousand dollar tier, is what yes. you're saying, if he had a Patreon. If that, I mean, was, uh, so Tom Cavanaugh plays the the boss man of the right. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole. Uh, He's played, Stark Enterprises. Has he played like five different versions of himself? The, gr- the Eelbird. Eelbard. The, yeah, the, the, the smirky guy. The, That's in, what I loved about this video is that you haven't seen the series. I haven't seen the series. But he's so obviously he's evil. So obviously oh, the perma smirk? Yes. Yeah. No, yeah, that was great. The smirky yeah. smirk. He's just yeah, like, you're yeah. like, well, that's it. All I, that's all I need to know. It's episode four of the first season. And then like, he's the music evil. always, it just is a tell of it, which is annoying, but it's DW, which I always find annoying. So I wasn't surprised there. there the only like thing it. I have written down you guys haven't mentioned is they bake on weekends and then fuck. I enjoy it. Which, mm-hmm. we're talking about mm-hmm. fucking, so might as well throw that one in. Mm-hmm. We sure are. <laughs> and, and baking. Just another yeah. week recording behind yeah, the like, scenes. Like you're going to be concerned about their relationship you're totally fine with it, but then you're baking. Yeah, I would not have felt comfortable if I was dating her and that was that guy. I would have been a little, I would have been a little worried. Yeah, the overacting on it is fun. I don't know that I would watch it, but you guys all watch it, so you can just tell me what's it's, going on. There you go. It's a, it's not, it's yeah, it's entertaining. Yeah. Speaking of overacting, let's move on to The Walking Dead. Oh my god. Uh, Coral. I hate that I ever watched this show, just so we know. You know, I don't hate that <laughs> no, I watched it. I do question myself. Sometimes. It, like, I think it's one of those things where... I think it's we didn't know, that we didn't yeah. know where it was going. Right. So now that we know it went nowhere, it's going back. You're just kind of like, ugh. Yeah. You feel the, guilty. So we're in another uh, Walking Dead run, because uh, the new season, because this show is apparently still on the air, uh, came out. <laughs> and so we did the episode No Sanctuary. Uh, it was a Dicer Watkins script, so Jonathan and yeah, I wrote not, and not, not a not a bad later episode. No, there it's not. There's some interesting things in it's it. It's not. In fact, it was one of the... It, it's kind of been nice going back to some of these older episodes of going, okay, there's a little bit there that I understand. Because if the show does one thing right, I think it does... It really does invest you in some of these characters. And mm-hmm. so when they do sacrifice characters, you actually do feel it. Like, the show does understand that part of it. It's just overall the well, show... It just we, keeps doing... It just keeps putting itself in the same yeah, situation. And we, and we didn't need any. the second book in. Like, we got it. Right. We got yeah. that they, they were... A, they were 
nice. And then because they had to be, they turned into who they were, right. which is super interesting. And that would definitely happen, I would think, in a well, situation Well, it's just they, they like had already this. expositioned us Yeah, we already knew this. For an yeah. entire scene. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely understood. And there's some really good comic moments in this one, too. I love where the guy's about to swing the bat, and he's like, wait a whole second, I need your uh, shot count. <laughs> There's just funny moments like that. <laughs> you know, that the, I I don't watch The Walking Dead at all, and I watched this episode for this script and everything. And I was, of course, I'm. It's like fifth season somewhere around there. Yeah. I've only seen the very first episode of Walking Dead, and so now at this point, I'm like, yeah, you know, you don't doesn't even you know, I don't even know what's going on in this thing, and uh, and so I'm like, oh, these people are trying to get here, and these people are yeah. trying to get there, and there's a reunion at the end, and I. I don't know who these people are, so I don't care, and, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and everything. But uh, yeah, this 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 episode, I found like it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah this is the so one they, that starts off with them over the trough, like yeah, getting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting yeah that yeah, was a right. that was a rude awakening, by the way. Yeah, well, I had I no idea the first that episode of that season. Yeah, no, AMC does not shy away from that. I had stuff. no it's idea crazy. that that even on cable they got to that level yeah, of violence. Yeah. When you're that popular of a show, I guess you can. Yeah, they well, I think our joke was Eli Roth's The Walking Dead. Yeah. I mean, it's, it feels <laughs> well, like Well, then we did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre outtake with the photograph sound, mm-hmm. which worked out perfectly. Because, yeah, that's exactly what... That guy, by the way, I know we're not talking about the video yet, but that guy cleaning up that little blood spot while the other dude was sawing away on the cadaver <laughs> was just driving me. It was so funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's just like spray. He's like... <laughs> Sorry. So, Danae, I know oh. you don't watch The Walking Dead. Yep. Jeremy, have you ever watched any of The Walking Dead? I mean, Sadly, no. yes. Okay, so what are your, what are your thoughts on the show? You've seen the, every the, episode. The ones no, that I watched. watched. I watched the first four seasons, and now I hate myself. It's, that's kind of the thing, right? It's just like it feels I mean, like it's pointless. I mean, I can, I know, I know what happened, and and if you if you read behind the scenes, it's because Frank Darabont isn't involved anymore, and he was for that first season, and they wanted to cut the budget and film the entire second season on the farm, and Darabont was like, "That's fucking stupid," so they fired him, and now they're still in lawsuits, um, and so I think the show was doomed from there on. Right. Um, but yeah, it's a frustrating show, man, because it gets to a point where it seems like all they care about is that Eli Roth stuff. Yeah. We got we to gotta have one of these every episode where somebody's head gets crushed by a shoe or something. Right. Uh, or how do we make something. it even grosser? You know, I mean, these are cannibals. We haven't even mentioned that. This is a group of cannibals that yeah. has taken them in. You know, so. wait, this episode oh. has cannibals. They are. Yeah, this, well, yeah, they is kind this of, the one that, that cuts off Bob's uh, Bob's, uh, Bob's you know, the, 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 the leg and, and, and feeds it to him. No, 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 no. This is Lord. So, yeah, yeah, no, that does happen. Yeah. That's at the church or whatever. No, this is true. <laughs> Have seen that? It's, it's crazy, yeah. It's like, gross. Every time it's so you guys gross. keep talking about this show, it's just another reason to not watch this show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this guy w- wakes up after a coma. I don't, I'm not even talking about this episode. He wakes up out of a coma, and they give him some barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> and he eats it, and then they're like, uh, that came from like a prime source or whatever and he finally looks down at his leg and his leg is missing and they're roasting his leg but didn't they find but he had been bit right and they didn't know that so they were eating they were eating infected uh, meat yeah this is right? so I, don't, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I know right I know, I know. I'm so sad so I remember this why would you make a show about this why because again so it comes on? back to that thing like what do we do that outdoes this what do we do yeah. you know who's the next villain and how are are we going to make them even worse than but the last But then they try to throw in all this moral majority stuff, too, which is interesting. Mm. And you got Rick screaming at people. and Yeah. Can we reiterate how impossible that fireworks shot is? Oh, oh my goodness. That's yes. the best. Has anybody ever shot fireworks before? <laughs> Have you ever 
tried to shoot fireworks. Have you ever been able to aim it anywhere? Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's launching it like a, like a nuke or and something she, like that. She puts it in a gun <laughs> and outside of a fence. And it, and it just lands right into the gas and explodes. I'm like, what? No. It immediately explodes. Yeah. Yeah. It is immaculate. Explosion for sure. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, because no, I didn't you had one note that you were like, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on. <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> I don't remember what else. You mentioned the Eli Ross, the guy cleaned it. Um, uh, the undercover brother outtake was one of oh, my favorite. Yeah, I love that. Outtakes that I thought of as like, oh, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the first undercover brother outtake. And ever. maybe the last. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you mentioned crop. the you mentioned the uh, Deus Ex Swingicas. You know, mm-hmm. every time Glenn's about to get hit by a bat, and of course, we've already been making the Glenn yeah. bat joke, and he's for, about to get hit by and, one. And literally twice in this episode. I mean, here's my question: <laughs> Were they at that point? Were they foreshadowing? Did would well, they now, have any he clue? had died in the comics at that point. Was it by Lucille yeah. though? No, it, yeah, it was by Negan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they were specifically Probably. foreshadowing. But that, that might—I the... don't remember if. But they went to Terminus in the comics too. And I I, maybe that happened yeah. there. I don't remember. I don't. I, they didn't the really follow the comics read? that closely. How much of the comics have you read? Uh, pretty much up through like the Negan storyline, or like part. Of, I, I kind of quit around then, which is weird because that's where I quit watching the show too. But right, the comic kind of started losing my interest because I wondered about that because it just seems too perfect that it wasn't at least. Yeah, it probably is. It probably. Yeah, I think it had to be. Yeah, or it had people thinking maybe oh they're going to kill him here. Yeah, you know, because they saw the bat. People that had actually—it was kind of like a uh, what do you? Uh, I can't think of the word now for it. It was like a like a nestle or something for <laughs> a nestle. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Russian uh, a Russian pure a life nugget. water. It was a nugget Russian for fans doll. of the comic. I don't know. I can't talk today. I'm trying to help. An Easter, Easter egg. egg. Yeah, that's something the one. like that. Nestle's is what you were trying. A, to a, nest, a Nestle egg? nugget was what I was trying to come up with. I think an Easter nugget. <laughs> I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move on to music video sins for the week. Lady Gaga, stupid love. Stupid. Uh, yeah. I think Chris wrote on this. Right. I did. You did indeed. I did. This was my first MBS in a couple of years. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, How did it feel? Well, how do we feel about Lady Gaga in general these oh. days? Like, oh I, no, I think she's fine. I just think she's just ridiculous. Like, I mean, just as far as like you know, this outward uh, persona she has to put right. put on, and I just think it's ridiculous and it's it's funny. It's not nothing. Har- it's harmless, but but <laughs> these videos, like, I mean, it starts off with a bunch of tribes fighting, and then it's like Lady Gaga and her peace warriors are coming yes. in, you know, <laughs> to, to to save the day she and does everything. The peace dance, and it's like it's it's. it's it starts off all like, oh, this is serious. And then all of a sudden that <laughs> comes in and it's like, what the hell is this video? What song did you figure out it was... It was similar. It sounds exactly like We Are Family. That's right. Yeah, I can't remember. I want remember. your stupid love. Mm, yeah. yeah. And it really, it's all it is is a bunch of dancing and stuff. And she's just trying to, uh, you know, uh, get peace with the tribes, I guess. Mm-hmm. She has Quite many, generating. many wardrobe changes during she does. it. Would you uh, find those outfits comfortable today? <laughs> Uh, no. Yes, no. Well, there's one that's almost well, like not if, even there, so I guess it's got to be coming. No, that's if probably, had, that's probably, if that's probably, that's probably, If I had like her body, so. yes. And her confidence, yes. And her, like, her life, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her money. And all of her money. All of I that. Just think, all of her I just think physically they just look uncomfortable. I'm just saying. I just mm. feel for her. Yeah, yeah. I don't really feel I for agree. Her, yeah. She's doing all right. Yeah, there's a yeah. There's some crazy. There's some crazy costumes in there, some but you know, guy. I mean, it's par for the course for Lady Gaga. I mean, nothing can be 
uh, nothing can ever top the, the the dress made of meat, right? Nothing can ever can ever <laughs> no. stop top that. So if, I mean, if maybe an A one sauce, but yeah, maybe so. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, listen to Aaron on this, guys. Uh, he's the he's the expert. But um, <laughs> it's really a shame. Aaron is the expert on women. If we haven't learned anything from this podcast, thank you, Jonathan. Yeah, I, I don't know if that. she's setting up a narrative thread for this upcoming album, but the first one called the Fame uh, came out in two thousand nine or so. Uh, had a narrative thread through like Bad Romance and um, uh, Paparazzi and a, and a few other things featuring Alexander Skarsgård by the mm-hmm. way in that video um, and, and so there was kind of like a, a loose association with all those videos and those videos were great too do you guys remember the Bad Romance videos and the uh, the, the classic um, did she eat her leg was one of them. did she eat her leg in one of them yeah one she one. ate her leg in one of them that was that was absurd mm-hmm. um but uh, yeah, she's setting up this this universe. But then it looks like a bad Power Rangers episode from 1993. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, th- if that's the aesthetic that we're going to get, I don't care about. Yeah, they filmed it out in California uh, in the whatever you call it. The was it the tr- what is it? Trona Pinnacles. Trona Pinnacles. Yeah, yeah, that was a great reference. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> just like, if it worked for Star Trek Five, it will work for this. Beautiful. But uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, they 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 threw in some like weird CGI diamond mountains in yeah, the back yeah. that are just very uh, impossible looking. You know, I mean, I don't think they really were going for any kind of like realism or anything, but no. still. It's it sticks out like a sore thumb. Those little diamond mountains and everything. And then there's even points where they're like erased in the yeah, background. Yeah. It's so weird. Like, I don't well, know. you made, you guys made the comment about the the one section where it has the little the little squares with the parts of the face, mm-hmm. and like how that almost feels like. There was supposed to be more of that, but it wasn't working. But they didn't yeah. feel like cutting it out of there. <laughs> it, it, it was the same thing with the mountains. Like I feel like they probably saw that. We're just like, oh well. Oh, that's dumb. Yeah. We we shouldn't take it out, but we'll, we won't do it anymore. That's my favorite thing that Chris wrote was that this this video is being shot and edited live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like in real time. It did kind of feel like that. Yeah. Other than the wardrobe changes. Yeah. It kind of felt like that. Yeah. Was it interesting, Barrett? Because did you um, add any sins to the uh, Gaga script? Yeah, just a few. Okay, I was just. Wondering if it was interesting for you to narrate it where you hadn't written it. Oh yeah, it, it was a little different. Because um, I know Jeremy deals with that all the time. But yeah, of course. It's kind of new for you. Welcome uh, to my world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was great. Yeah, I mean, you had your first pickup. We've written with each other so much <laughs> that we've basically spoken the words out loud and gotten the cadence with it. So it wasn't like way different, but it was. It was definitely a little bit different. It yeah. was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're doing a great job. Either. Oh, thank you. I know I said it already, but now we're in front of people. I just want to make sure you all know he's doing a great job. Your job is secure today. Thank you. Uh, the, uh, the the do you do the same thing Jeremy does in in between narration where if you mess something up you swear at yourself for like twenty seconds and then go on like that's one of I my favorite so things. I feel so bad that- for the editors. <laughs> I mean they're listening right Shout now. Out but to I mean, even like two days ago I did that. I like yeah. I'm constantly go, like getting mad and going fuck. <laughs> and then I, I immediately go oh I'm so sorry I just screamed into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that. Uh, because it's all directed at us. Yeah. It's not directed at no, anybody else. No, I'm mad at me. It's like, why can't I form these words? <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed the video. Uh, the Ryan Gosling said you needed both sin was was my favorite, I think, in the video. Uh, the reference to crazy stupid love uh, I thought was really good. Can I ask, that, Barrett, you do most of these music videos, and we were talking about this on a recent episode. Um, I feel like videos anymore don't care even an 
ounce if the video matches up with anything thematically in the lyrics. Like they, like they're just like they have ideas and they don't have to do anything with like what the the song is saying anymore. Is that generally the case? I think most people don't. Barrett's the expert. You ask him, so I'll talk. Um, (laughs) But I think at least Taylor Swift videos correspond to her songs and and the lyrics of those songs. But but there are a great many. That back when I used to narrate these, where there would often be a sin like, "What are we even doing here?" Right, like, yeah. singing in front of a, a like a parking garage, like yeah, nobody <laughs> cares. Yeah, yeah. The, the two Sorry. most recent offenders of that is is Halsey doing her breakup song, "You Should Be Sad." At a at a, a barn orgy, yes. right? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Well, seriously, it's a barn mm-hmm. orgy. Loved that yeah. video. Not gonna lie. Everybody's sweaty. And Very like glad that. that she didn't yes. have a kid with that guy. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's where coronavirus started. Yeah, <laughs> was in that, <laughs> that <laughs> barn orgy. That's very true. Yeah, but she's like, like you those are just sad. those are just simple orgy. facts. No, I do really. They like almost song, called though, it the bar- barn orgy virus. I think yeah. it was almost what it was. And then BTS, their most recent one. Of course, they released two music videos, but one had nothing to do with the like. It's about a breakup and stuff like that. But then you get stuff like it's going back a couple of years but like Kendrick Lamar's Humble which doesn't technically have anything to do with the, uh, the the song lyrics themselves, but the imagery is so striking that it works somehow. It's like right. it's like a chef putting together polar opposite flavors and they work together. That was one right. of the hardest ones to set. I think it ended up with four cents. <laughs> it was it was and we both wrote on that. It was low. Yeah, yeah. It's my. Favorite. I feel like most music videos have done that for a long time, where they have. I mean, there are of, of course some songs that have something to do with the the visuals that they're putting on. There's, I think during the '80s you saw that a lot, but. Like yeah. it, there's still there were still songs that had nothing to do with the video. That they, oh yeah, look at Madonna's "Like a Prayer." I mean, she's like <laughs> yeah, making out with the Jesus that comes out of a cage yeah. and stuff like that. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's all she's in the selling there. Pepsi, I mean, man. Prayers, Jesus. <laughs> it works. It's thematic. Yep. Any other thoughts on the Lady Gaga "Stupid Love" video before we move on to the Cinema Sins? Yeah, she listens to the podcast. So hi, I love your work. Very nice. <laughs> this sin week, so there are a bunch of Cinema Sins videos this week. We will start with the main channel videos. Uh, so Teen Titans Go to the Movies uh, finds itself out this week. This was an Atkinson Watkinson script, as we like to say. Uh, so, who all has seen Teen Titans Go to the Movies? The actual movie. I have. The movie's are awesome. I uh, like it. I really like it. Oddly that movie. enough, I haven't seen it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, Barrett, tell me. So, you enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I've been uh, watching the series because my kid is now 12. He's been into it for a while. You guys watch the series Teen Titans Go? Uh, it's it's my favorite iteration of like the offshoots of the uh, the the DCEU, basically. It's Robin and Goth Girl and 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 the weird talking chick. And I should know their names. Yeah, those are their names. And then the names. thing, the little thing that morphs. Anyway, the little thing beast. that morphs. <laughs> beast. So I pay That's, very close attention. What, can we just go back to the fact that he just called one of them the weird talking chick? But no, it's 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 very subversive humor. It's funny. They're not taking themselves too seriously. Right. So it's, it's a perfect recipe for the movie. I agree. I totally agree. I had a really good time with it's, it. It's a fun movie. It's uh, I, I don't think I liked it as much as the two of you, but my daughter and I watched that show as well. We used to watch it a lot as well, and we saw the movie together and enjoyed it. And then I watched it again for the Sins video. It was it was a pretty easy one to send, I would say. Like, yeah. Even even though at first I thought it would be tough because a lot of the times with these types where they're not taking themselves seriously. Sometimes it's hard to find a way around that, but I didn't find that too difficult no. for whatever reason. Yeah, not at all. Uh, 
they uh i mean they set up this whole thing with a, a big huge uh, master plan with uh, making movies with all the superheroes so yeah. that they'll be distracted while will arnett who's not playing batman <laughs> uh, uh, goes and uh like tries to make this uh this like ray that you know uh controls minds and yeah. stuff just like Riddler did in Batman Forever. Exactly. It's um, Batman Forever plot. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed the movie too. I thought it was fun. I'm not, I, I, I've never watched a, an episode. Actually, the, it, I, it does, I do occasionally see it because Cartoon Network will be on from mm-hmm. the night before on Adult Swim. Uh, they'll have uh, Teen Titans Go playing and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. I just hope I'll watch this a little bit. But did he, Teen Titans? What about the other Teen Titans? Did, did you ever watch those? It's funny. They actually just did a crossover episode with the original Teen Titans and the Teen Titans Go, uh, and it's it's kind of adorable. It's kind of fantastic. They they do an Inside the Spider Verse. I don't know if anybody's seen this. They do a, a, a Spider Verse type of thing where all the different iterations of the Teen Titans meet up with each other and get gathered together to beat it. Is it is it like by rule funny then, or is it yes? Okay, because the original Teen Titans weren't ostensibly funny right uh so they're they're putting him in that universe where they're not supposed to take themselves too seriously yeah. and you can see them start to enjoy that and that kind of thing mm-hmm. i thought it was really clever that's because there's this there's the stinger and the teen titans yeah. go movie so i guess you know eight years later or whatever <laughs> there you years go. Later, no it was what it was it wasn't it. very long after no. that yeah like uh it was i guess it was the past couple what maybe in the past year they came out with that mm-hmm. that versus oh, okay yeah because yeah. the movie was 2018 i think right? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, even when they're being funny, there are things like the whole poop thing, the where they go into the, they go into the, they go onto the set, and uh, and and the first one takes a dump and and whatever, and like and they're like, oh yeah, just take a, you know that's a prop toilet, right? And then like and then like every other Teen Titan keeps coming out of the bathroom saying they just took poops in there, and you're like, are do you not see what's going on in the toilet when you go come in there for that joke? It was. It was my one of my favorite lines in the video was those have to be the most unsatisfying poops ever. Yeah, have you guys? Yeah, that was great. Well, yeah, it's like five seconds of poop too. Sorry, I just have to ask. So, have you guys seen the Saturday Night Live sketch with Jonah Hill, like on that newlywed type game? And Keenan Thompson is the host, and he he's like, before we start. Uh, the producers have informed me that somebody has clogged up the toilet. <laughs> and it's clearly Jonah Hill, but he won't admit to it. And then you find out it's a clog on top of a clog. And- oh, God. <laughs> it's like a donut hole inside a donut hole. Yes, indeed. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. It's very funny. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I really, I, I loved this video. Uh, the arrow sin, where it's yes. like, arrow, 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 arrow. I've been sitting too long. Dude, that's one of those that comes out of, like, nothing. Thing, right right like, yeah uh, like I, I i just noticed a thing in the background that said arrow and and i just didn't know what to do with it i felt like there should be something said about it's it a sin. it's gotta be a sin. It, it's gotta yeah. be and you just sit there and you're like well i could just stick an arrow to the arrow <laughs> and then <laughs> and, and just say arrow but then what if we went really far away yes. <laughs> you know <laughs> so beautiful and recursive and i love it um that was fun uh the wireless transfer radness 
Uh, sin. Uh, yeah. Just thinking about how a bike would run on radness, <laughs> and if they were all connected together to the same tank of radness, if they all had their separate radness tanks, it never really explains. Enjoyed. It's no. it's uh, it's upsetting to me that the, <laughs> the, there's five motorcycles that run on radness, and like they, they, I don't know if it's yeah, if there's one cycle that can, <laughs> collects all the radness, or do the five come together have have to get the same amount of radness right. to go back into you know? I, I was a little upset. <laughs> you about need to that. write a book about time. <laughs> Yeah. You really do. Yeah. That would be really entertaining. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a You have really interesting takes on it. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention from the uh, video, as far as the notes that I had, was there was no comment on what I thought was maybe the funniest, darkest joke I've ever seen in an animated movie, which is when they take Batman back to have Batman's parents killed because they have to set everything right. <laughs> so they literally have to have to take him back to watch his parents be murdered. Yeah. And this is in an animated film. Yeah, they, like, yeah. they send hilarious. them back down the alley, right? Yes, yeah. they just kind of, and, and they play the joke <laughs> so well. It's yeah. just, it's really well done. It's but I like the sin where it's like, now we have to watch this again. Right, yeah, of course. Every Batman. Every I love as stupid movie. as that Lion King segment is, that shot of Flash eating grass. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's hilarious. Hell. So at that point, because I hadn't seen this before, I have no experience with Teen Titans at all, but like at that point, or Teen Titans, Titans Go, yeah, um, I wanted to watch the movie. It yeah. was at that part with the Lion King. There's a lot like, of yeah. like there's it. a it's lot funny. of stuff like that. Yeah, the stuff the stuff we pointed out with the movies where you know they had a trailer for a movie that was coming out in two years. Oh god! But then they but then apparently when they made the Robin movie they were going to be done in like 20 minutes or something. Yeah, and then, yeah. <laughs> they got that, yeah. They had this this utility belt uh, movie uh, on hold for two years. <laughs> they can make this Robin this quickie Robin thing and get it out in the the very summer. And I love the observation you made of the the curl with the twitching leg and the oh yeah it's so weird why is this girl's leg twitching <laughs> i like the plastic the the person that was wearing plastic man that was really unexpected yeah having no idea what that was like okay so you're just someone's outfit mm-hmm. oh. what was it that, that at least you're practicing protection yeah that seemed like a bit of a kink or something i think man. so yeah, i, I think so for sure yeah when you wear somebody as clothing that would be yeah that would <laughs> be a kink i think yeah <laughs> So it's a leather face it's a kink weird. as well. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, kind of the same go. thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we move on to Frozen 2. Uh, this was an Atkinson Hughes script. Danae and Chris wrote on this. Hughes-Kinson, thank you. Hughes-Kinson, uh, mm-hmm. Atkinson Hughes-Kinson. Yep. Yep. Sorry, I apologize That's for that. That's how we This video made me realize I'd never want to watch this movie again. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is an interesting one it's so, because... It's just, it's, it's just dull. Is it... I can't decide if I think it's bad or if I just I think it's know, different. I don't know that it's like, bad. I, well, it is different. It's but. not constructed like most movies. That's for sure. Kinda, I feel like they wanted no. to do something with Elsa to like take her power to the next level or give her some kind of a story beyond the story of the first movie. And this was this was their version of doing that. Yeah, maybe. But, but then everybody else in the movie just feels like a tag-along. You yeah. Know? Like it's all about it's Elsa awkward. again. Yeah. I, I was trying to, so my husband uh, hasn't seen it. He's back there, so we're about to spoil. If you need to leave, honey, it's super okay. Like, I won't take it personally. <laughs> You'll but never was, see the aliens. It's so <laughs> weird. Yeah, I was trying to explain to him that it's not that it's bad. It's just, it, like, most of the movie is repeating the first movie. It's like all these nods and winks back to the first one. It's like, oh, hey, remember when we did this before? Yeah. Oh, hey, it's been it's been a few years, but did you remember that we sang this song? And apparently Elsa remembers because she's irritated about it. Right. Yeah. That's remember how y'all got seri- you know sick of let it go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I don't know. I was I was disappointed um, 
I, I didn't mind that it was more mature. I thought that they actually did a pretty good job no, of fine. kind of growing with the young audience and, and even addressing things like permanence and trying to understand who you are and all of that stuff, which is kind of prevalent in a lot of kids' movies as well. I didn't mind that, but all of this, like, well, what is this movie, though? Is it that Elsa is now this... Fifth element. Goddess. Mm-hmm. She is a mm-hmm. she's straight goddess level, like magic power. And then there's like, okay, who are you in the world though? Because this is supposed to exist in our real world. So are you going to merge into some sort of like ethereal being? And then like, oh, you're also a part of a bridge. But then that doesn't make any sense for this entire universe before you two existed. So what is going on here? And then the movie ends. This fucking movie. So. <laughs> it's, I haven't seen Where, this fucking you, movie. Do you have some things to say? But it sounds so goddamn complicated that yes, I don't, don't want to... I think that's my main it's problem It's a fucking it. Frozen it's, movie, it's man. You're not Honestly, supposed to think about Bumbly, it. Bumbly, Josh Gad, and some songs. Bing, bang, boom. Josh Gad's the best done. thing about it. Bing, bang, boom. They're talking about narwhals and yeah. fucking like, <laughs> like all the ancestors. Spirit and the, horses, the water spirit horses. horses. Fuck this movie. There's, yeah. some, there's some good stuff. Like the, the whole song... Uh, um, that you find like that saying in the first movie you find out is one of the North Ultra songs North Ultra songs that's kind of a cool weaving of like their story together and sure. it has a lot of potential but I just don't I don't know I think that they Kristoff does like a hair a metal ballad it's pretty interesting Great, he does like his song it's like a hair metal ballad oh it's god like an that 80s, was oh it's, yeah, it's like a Chicago a power song ballad. Yeah. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. Chicago. I hated that yeah, it's a journey Chicago it's or that whole thing ballad. I thought yeah. it was hilarious I I actually thought I know I, I, mean, I, I, no, I we, legitimately we, like we that. send it too we yeah. we said that it sounds like you're the inspiration it does and it does yeah what's so strange and I think you just said something along the lines it feels like I don't think you used the word rush but it feels like they didn't think about it hard enough or whatever what's weird is this this sequel took forever to come out yeah they should have had plenty of time to get this right but it does it feels kind of there were a couple together. of things I really loved about it though and I want I guess I want to point out there's this moment when Elsa is on the uh, death horse the murder pony and she's <laughs> she's uh, the traveling across pony. the the water to go to a halaha place it's the frozen place it's, yeah thank you and they um and she's sort of like having this moment where she's realizing she's about to come into her own power and the animation is so powerful like she has real emotion in her eyes and then she sings the song when she gets there that is like it's a really powerful song and they did it again right like they just know how to create these really important like musical moments that just give you chills or whatever but the way that they animated it is she's singing it but she's also like having this rush of like excitement and fear and overcoming like I don't know a lot of expectations that she's the one that she's been waiting for all of her life again it doesn't make any sense but the song in and of itself is what I'm talking about here and she has this emotion and she's like the way that they animated it she's like wiping her tears away and she's smiling and she's shuddering and it's just like good god that was that's what that moment would be like. So they nail some things. I just think that's perfect. So for that reason, I would watch it again. But I don't ask questions when you watch it. Was just it watch it to be Lady like, oh, cool. Water? <laughs> what? Was it as good as Lady in the Water? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, that's mm-hmm. the best but movie Chris, of Because no, Chris and I had a, I guess, infamous mini pod where we asked my daughter for like 45 minutes what the fuck was going on. <laughs> You said you understood it better though this time, right? Oh you... my God, I didn't understand anything the first <laughs> <Yeah>. time. 
the the first I, if I go back and listen to that mini pod, I'm going I'm going to like hit myself a bunch. Well, because you can, you can just you can just pay attention to my daughter's beautiful voice. But be, yeah, because uh, yeah, thank God she was on that podcast, <laughs> right? Um, the uh, I I had a bad experience because I went to a six o'clock Thursday show with all the kids and everything. Um, and kids, yeah, Ding. I mean, I'm I'm fine with kids, and they they definitely should have the room to do whatever they want to do in those movies. <laughs> uh, but I'm sitting there trying to understand it for a mini pod. The next, well, actually, it was the next week. That's even worse. It was the next week we did it, um, and. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I don't have the best hearing either. So there's a lot of stuff that happens where people will say something quick or whatever, and I didn't catch it. So like none of that five element crap did. Did I? I didn't even understand that at all. Right, I didn't yeah. even know that. Like I didn't know that the elements were showing up to them even because yeah. I didn't. They they briefly in that little montage at the story at the beginning talk about the five elements, and I'm like, yeah, okay, that, that'll show up, I guess, at some point. And then when the fire frog shows up or fire lizard or whatever shows up and you're just like i didn't think i didn't think oh one of the elements i just thought oh weird frog on an island you know that's the way it goes um and uh which so was I, originally the title from muppets treasure island it was it was, was, weird it was. Frog on an island. uh yeah. not, not very many people know that that's true aaron with the knowledge man one of my it. favorite sins that you wrote was the merchandising strings uh-huh. that i when i read that in the script i was like oh god that's good stuff like oh this animation's so good you can barely see the merchandising strings yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that. Well, uh, Disney has, I think uh, someone put out a video, it might have been Disney themselves, put out a video about how, how to make characters that are endearing to an audience and everything and those big eyes mm-hmm. and all those little licking human, your own eyeball yeah those little Super human endearing. expressions and things like that they always dump all of that into these characters so mm-hmm. like when it when you see it it's just too obvious anymore and uh, so stuff like that so I didn't understand any of that and when they were talking about these these elements I didn't I wasn't paying much attention because kids and all that stuff were running around whatever crap <laughs> rolling around yeah. <laughs> just like a pack of they were and they're like, so yeah. what are you up to on Saturday? It was, it was it was unbelievable that show, man. Unbelievable. No, it was just a bit, bunch of kids talking and stuff during it. I also um, didn't realize until watching this one that Elsa genuinely just tries to kill her sister a ton. Like in the first movie, she zaps her in the face, and then she sends a like a, a monster after her when she comes to the castle. Mm-hmm. She sends like an entire huge beast, like creates it like to get her away, and they ch- chuck her off of like a cliff. And then in this movie, she sends her on a doom flume. Like it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, there's, it could have gone. It could have crashed. I remember that at Could have crashed into anything too. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Like you, ju- you've just gotten on this island. You don't yeah. know its geography and topography. You don't no. know any of that. You're like, yeah, let's just send her down. So yeah. A thousand miles an hour down. Don't a, want to deal with your drama. Bye. But I didn't understand. I, I also didn't understand that when Elsa. The first time I watched that, I didn't understand when Elsa was down in the, you know, the the the, the uh, whatever the fortress of solitude, uh, where <laughs> she's like uh, learning all the memories and everything that she shot her that memory up into the air. Yeah. Did not see that in the first time. So when it came up and showed up in the cave to Anna later, I was like, how did Aunt Anna show up in the same yeah. spot where magic. Elsa was this whole time? Goddess level she magic. Didn't. She just threw her magic up in the air and it just happened to find Anna and you know. So it's just the way that those type type of things. Have you seen something. it, Jeremy? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you did, like frozen, right? 
right? Very no, I didn't like the first one. Um, yeah, I do like that Into the Unknown song. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like what they did with the Oscars too, where they uh, had all the different. Uh, yeah, that was cool. Uh, oh, the international voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was yeah. Cool. Do you like the uh, the Adele Dazeem version, or do you like the? <laughs> um, I like the, the Adele Dazeem version. Yeah. Uh, I, that that uh, was it. Uh, the Panic at the Disco. Yeah. The the one in the credits. Oh my God. That one's good, but I I just feel like. Adele Dazeem, really. Is that when you discovered who Brendan Erie was? Yeah. Oh, okay. Holy shit. As soon as that one started, uh, watching it, I was like, I was so, like, sucked in, and I couldn't believe that someone can sing like that for real. It just, that blows Mm -hmm. my mind. So then I went, and I went, I panicked about Panic, and it was great. (laughs) I I highly recommend it. Um, And also, if you want to know in the comments, there's a lot of explanation about why Horses and salamanders represent things, mm-hmm. which we didn't know. No, uh, but apparently it's like Norse and shit. So okay, that's Greek mythology. Something about Poseidon. This is uh, the Danae's teaching corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Norse and shit. I mean, if if the movies themselves had anything Norse about them, then maybe that might make sense. <laughs> we also learned something interesting when we were doing this that uh, like there's a photography moment. In this uh, movie, where they're they're talking about, at one point in time, it was uh, when Elsa and Anna's parents were little. He was reading a book that was like by a new up and coming author who is uh, oh, yeah, yeah. assumed to be Hans Christian Andersen, who wrote the Snow, the Snow Queen, and so that is assumed to be like what he was reading about, which puts it into our universe. And then when the photography thing shows up, like, hey, we just had our picture taken then we know that it's around the 1820s. So it's supposed to be part of our universe. So apparently there's a goddess out there somewhere. So, Mm -hmm. oh, maybe it's me. Holy shit. By the way, here, my favorite part of the video that I was not a part of, and probably my favorite part of the video period, was just Danae's stuff that she wrote uh, concerning the maps. And then, and then our great editing team—they did uh, threw such a in great job, the, like arrow work and all that stuff and everything. I thought those were really well done. Cool, so, yeah, so that drove fun. that drove me crazy. So she was up here, but then instantly she's down here. But then she goes all the way around and comes back in here <laughs> yeah. for dramatic effect. Whenever something like that, uh, you, you read it on the page and you're like, okay, that might work. You don't know, and then it then it actually comes to fruition on the video. It's yeah, like that, you so leave like, notes on these, and you're like, okay, editors, here's the vision I have in my imagination. So we're going to start up here and then I want the arrow to like pan down like there's a little arrow here and you're just like, God, I hope they don't hate me. And then you see it and they just nail it. Mm-hmm. So it, And they keep telling us the they editors. love that stuff. Like they love the challenge of doing yeah. this. Like when you had them name the monkey on the Survivor video yes. and make it in the same font. Yes. There was a pretty good outtakes package on this too. There was a lot of good ones on that one. Uh, oh, yeah. This is the one that uh, we did with the Dungeon Run d podcast. Oh, do you want to that story now? <laughs> That's so obscure. I love it. So I listened to a Dungeons and Dragons podcast called uh, The Dungeon Run. It's also on YouTube. And I had just finished listening to an episode where uh, Jeff Kanata, who is the DM of this game, is describing this like battle it's about to start and the ground is like blood red and the uh the trees are bone white and it's and like they're walking around and it's like squishing and it's all bloody and then they're gonna go into this huge crazy battle right so then i'm watching frozen and it's blood red ground and these white trees and i'm like oh this is gonna be good <laughs> <laughs> so then i had to go back and listen to the episode and he actually describes it multiple times and so i had to find the right one and he actually was tweeted about it and then last night or this yeah. morning yeah jeff cannot tweeted 
did he a shout out that he saw it. So oh, nice. awesome. he's a film critic too, right? He's yeah. On the, so uh, with, I've been uh, following Chen him or David Chen. Is that yeah? Name? Yeah. The yeah. Slash Filmcast. Yes. Uh, he's on the Slash Filmcast, and I actually followed him from when he was on the uh, Totally Rad Show. Yeah. Uh, a while back, oh, yeah, another TRS right. fan, nice, uh, with uh, Alex Albrecht and uh, um, the, uh, the guy that directed Cloverfield Lane, Tim Cloverfield Lane. Uh, Trachtenberg. Trachtenberg, Dan Trachtenberg. So Dan Trachtenberg, Jeff Kanata, and uh, Alex Albrecht had the Totally Rad show, and then they kind of went and, and did you went to go hang out with them. Yeah, one time when I was in LA, we went we went out and grabbed a burger. But it was really it was, was really, he right when he said Umami? Yeah, yeah, okay. that is where we went. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been bad if he was wrong. No, it? no, he was totally right. So, uh, so yeah, last night I saw that tweet pop up, and I was like, oh, Jeff Kanata noticed us. <laughs> I couldn't sleep for like another hour. I was, you know, watching. You should have watched Boys in the Hood. Why couldn't you get on Slack? I know that's what I was saying. Boys in the Hood. No, you got to talk to Jeff Kanata. Well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Olaf, you said was the best thing about this movie. He was I, the funniest thing about I it. I kind for of sure. agree. Yeah. He's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, the whole fact that this movie does a thing where he names a character that isn't in the movie and it becomes a running joke yeah. is really funny and kind of subversive. I kind of liked it. I so. don't know that I've ever disliked Josh Gad, but with that, between that and Avenue Five, I've definitely become to love him a lot. Yeah, more yeah, he's great year. in those for sure. There's um, a hilarious interview with Josh Gad and. Um, uh, oh god she's like the ukulele player that won that reality music voice show super young Grace Vanderwall Ba-ding! and so <laughs> yes that's it see see, I'll, this is why I love your guys' brain power I say something super obscure I send it out into the ether you grab it and make it real so she's on this interview maybe with Ellen or something and they're sitting on the couch and she's like talking to Josh Gad and she's like yeah I didn't know who you were at all <laughs> it's so good and he's like cool yes. <laughs> like awkward live video <laughs> and then she realizes who he is that Olaf and then she starts crying because yeah. she's so excited to meet him <laughs> it's pretty cute uh, some of the other ones I wanted to mention that really made me giggle uh, Emo Lof I thought was really great mm-hmm. uh, Emo Olaf and uh, Shut Up It's a Work Night and then the the, the, the uh, I'm so good at writing kids movies just <laughs> Jer- like, yeah, those were Jeremy, both the name right there Jeremy's delivery of those are so funny there's another one that I like that Jeremy did it. He's like, yeah, but I'm still sending it. Just this, like, I love the way uh-huh. that he delivers those. Yep. Uh, the the entire section on the Infinity Braid uh, was oh, great. Yeah. I, now that's something. If we don't have Danae, well, the, nobody's going to write about <laughs> the braid at all. Nobody's going to know. You know, nobody's going to know that. You know, it's so frustrating. How is it perfect like that? It's yeah, impossible. I, I showed that to did, my did wife. Some of our, did some of our commenters figure out some Norse reason? Probably. <laughs> right. Probably. It's, it's, it's Norse, it's Norse yeah. fashion. My wife does all kinds of crazy stuff with my daughter's here, so I had her look at that. She's like, oh, yeah, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. I did, I did YouTube tutorial research before yeah. confidently writing that one. And people are doing them, but they look like trash, and then they have yeah, part. Yeah. Then they have part of it that's they just sure sticking do out like this. <laughs> well, and, then, and the main thing is, like, my daughter with like a normal braid after like two hours is it's insane. Yeah, you know, and she's like out in the wilderness and yeah. you know fighting th- and having her sister try to kill her and Your crawling daughters? through the most convenient no, boat no, ever. Elsa, yeah, weird. Uh, anyone? Any other thoughts on the video? I like what you guys pointed out that they were treated. They treated their queen like a like a birthday clown. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. She's like, like here's a sculpture here's a sculpture like would you go up to like Queen Elizabeth and be like make me a balloon animal yeah I mean if she was great at balloon animals maybe Jeremy would do that I would totally ask the queen to make me a balloon animal 
<laughs> Especially if she had a history of making great balloon animals. Yeah. Like, yeah, yep. right, totally. I mean, yeah, she has to be known for it. She you totally can't just go up too, man. She seems <laughs> cool. <laughs> She'd be, yeah, the queen definitely could blow up balloons. I've watched the crown. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the uh, the member exclusive videos for this beautiful Sin Week. Uh, we will start with Game Night, which was Game a Night. Scott Share joint. So uh, Jeremy and Barrett wrote on this. Uh, it is widely known, Jeremy, that this is one of your favorite movies of because ever's. It's awesome. So talk. A li- do you feel like you've too? talked too much about it, or can you t- talk I more? I feel about like it? there's not a lot new I could say. I was going to ask, like watching through it again with kind of the Sin Eye. Did you like find new? Just, uh, you know, Barrett and I both noticed just how unlikable the two lead characters would be if they weren't lead characters in a movie. Right, right? yeah, If they yeah. were real people in real life, they're basically psychopaths. <laughs> and we, we root for them because they're our main characters. But everything they do throughout the movie is insane. <laughs> like, yeah. most of these people are not very likable, honestly. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's just, it's so... It's so well shot. It's such a unique comedy that that treats it it's treats itself like an action movie. Um, so you know, most of the nitpicking was just for fun. There wasn't a lot of like issues that I could find. That's the thing. I when I the first time I saw it, and part of the reason I loved it so much is that's what I came away from. I'm like like the the way and the cinematography is amazing in this mm-hmm. movie. The action is well done. I mean, it's better done than a lot of action movies. The uh, the score is killer. Yep. Like oh my god, it's just. And it's I don't know I don't know what you would call this type of movie, but this is like my kind of comedy. Like I don't you know just great cast. There's a mystery. There's action. You know there's there's games. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> no. there's games and Jason Bateman. Yeah, yes. those two in particular, Jason Bateman and uh, Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams is funny. This might be my favorite performance funny. of hers. Like literally, like I don't know it. Yeah, yeah, it's up there. I mean, it's uh, you, you see her do comedy in Mean Girls. Yeah, it's been a, a hot minute since she's really done. Yeah, no, that she's great at other things. Comedy. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. They're, they are dicks. I mean, the the Jesse Plemons character is like one of my favorite characters in all of comedy. Uh, we noticed it from the trailer. The trailer. You guys remember the trailer where uh, you know they they go through all the wacky shenanigans, and then it shows Jesse Plemons eating this hork of like uh, <laughs> lamb chop and holding his dog, and he's like, "I really enjoy it when people come in." <laughs> <laughs> and then he recedes back into the darkness of his house, and they're all looking at him like, "Should we go in?" <laughs> we have no idea. And that defines his character. His, his character is so amazing. Uh, some of it doesn't work out. I don't. I don't think exactly. Yeah. Uh, how, how it's supposed to at the end. Uh, well, that's but, the I mean, thing is that if you if you actually look at this movie logically, like I, I wrote this sin when Jesse Plemons shows up to save the day, and Jason Bateman's like. Gary? And I'm like, how, how are you surprised, dude? You left a bloody dog in his house. <laughs> yeah. You logged into his computer and you left that on. Like, I'm surprised you weren't expecting him to come save the right. day. Uh, that's the biggest glaring hole for me is that they get the information they, leave, they need. They leave Gary's house and they just assume Gary's not going to follow up on all the blood. <laughs> that was yeah. a lot of blood. That was a lot of blood. It was too much blood. That was too yeah, much. Yeah, well, the, the, the whole sequence of events that leads to that is some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. She accidentally shoots him, and he's he's so nonchalant about this bullet wound. He's just kind of like, "Oh man, he shot me! Ow!" And then they have that wonderful surgery scene in the in the uh, it's the uh, best the, thing in the movie the parking lot. It's so great. Where <laughs> she goes in. <laughs> 
she goes in and Jeremy's talked about this. She comes out, she's like, I got a sewing kit and I got a knife and uh, they didn't have any hard alcohol. So I got a, what was it? I got a Chardonnay. I got a Chardonnay. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, to pivot, honey. way to pivot, honey. And he's being, and then he's like, what is that? And, uh, and she's like, well, it's a, a home and gardening uh, uh, magazine. Cause I know it's got a corn chowder recipe on there. I know you like that. And he's like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> and then, oh my God, the, 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 the length of cut that she makes. <laughs> Just that moment when, after he's got the squeaky toy in his mouth and everything is silent, and you just hear, <laughs> he's chewing on it. God, it's so funny. It's got the classic, like, don't do it. I'm going to. And they just, you know, that joke has been done many times, yeah. but they do it perfectly. They sell it, yeah. She's so good. The, the, the scene with the guy at the at, outside of the airplane, the, oh no, he's dead. Oh, yeah. Like that moment is just perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, her singing in the bar is silly as that scene is she's so good in that moment oh yeah you don't even care the other the other big big hole for me that i had fun with was the fight club dude just uh keeping his safe wide open <laughs> counting all the money in the fucking room right in front of everybody <laughs> which is no, the dumbest thing ever egg. like if you have a faberge egg what like this guy's got more than one safe right like right. this is his only safe and if it is you keep that shit locked Especially when you got 400 rowdy drunk people in your basement. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen this movie and I didn't read the spoilers, so I have no idea what's going on. Oh it's great. <laughs> this is great. Oh, I really want to see yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, just put it on movie. the list. It's really, really funny. Um, the, yeah, the whole. I mean, I love the video. I had fun watching the video, but I out of context. <laughs> the uh, the celebrity encounter. I, I, well, actually, I will spoil it because yeah, we've already can. spoiled it. The Denzel stuff is oh my God. just some of the funniest thing I've ever seen. Because she's she's this is a major point of contention in this marriage. She fucked around with Denzel Washington, and uh, you know when he finally figured out, and you see dude's face when he looks at the picture, and he's like. <laughs> he starts uh, asking questions. It's like, did, did he tell you it was Denzel? And she was like, well, he did not tell me. <laughs> I started in, uh, he started to introduce himself, and I said, I know who you are. He's <laughs> like, what kind of car did he drive? BMW. Hmm. Three series. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I took him out to uh, the bar, and I offered pay. He said that was fine. <laughs> and then he, he took me back to his place, a two-bedroom condo. <laughs> he uses a second bedroom. Is an office. (laughs) (laughs) We've lost them. They're gone, Aaron. They're gone. No, it's great. It really is that good. It's so great. It really is that good. (laughs) And what's amazing is you could, like, you know, you'll talk about how funny McGruber is or something like that. And it is. But Game Night has that added element of how well it's produced. Like, it's not only that funny, they actually cared about the, you know, the shots. And and that's not, I mean, let's not take that for granted either. That cost real money for them to shoot it like an action film for them to do all the tilt shift stuff and all the little game pieces and all the visual stuff they did cost more than to shoot something like the way they shot Tag. Right. Uh, but they, they convinced somebody in the studio to invest in that and I think it paid off. It makes that movie stand out from a movie like Tag because right. of that. And it's the guys who wrote uh, Vacation, right? It's the, yeah, they've been involved in a lot the, of weird it's stuff. It's the Freaks and Geeks guy. Uh, he was on Bones also. I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah. I, know who you are. I didn't know he, that was him. He's one of the writers. Yeah. He was actually the villain on Bones. You know that? No, he was, uh, <laughs> he 
was a friend, wasn't he? The nerdy, like... Oh, not that guy. nerdy guy. No, oh, no, no. he the ended guy. up being like a serial killer, that guy. Yeah, that guy did. Okay, no, wrong no, no, guy. No, it wasn't him. No, the guy from... The main kid from Freaks and Geeks. Are you talking about the writer? The guy from Wade and... Yeah, he uh, Mark on... Perez. No, that's not... It's, well, another... that's who it says wrote Game Night, so... Oh, maybe he was a director then. Was there not... There were two directors. I thought there were a couple of writers on that. Screenplay, Mark Perez. Directors, John Francis Daly. It's John Francis Daly. Uh, and Jonathan so Goldstein. So, director, I apologize. Okay. I yeah, think, that's fine. Yeah, I, think I need the that. The big revelation here is that you've Even watched I Bones. <laughs> I, uh, I did, I've I, seen a decent amount okay, of it. I watched the is first Bones season good? of Bones because David Boreanaz was on it. And uh, I loved Angel. Um, but I didn't watch any more than that. But I, I just read enough entertainment knowledge to know that the nerdy science guy yeah, on that show eventually a, became a serial well, killer. Well, he, he okay. assisted a serial assisted killer. Assisted a serial killer. Uh, I, watched, I watched up until that happened. It was like the first three seasons, and then I kind of got off I think off I saw first, the first couple of seasons. Bones was on longer than you think it was. Bones had like 11 seasons. It wasn't bad for a procedural. Welcome to the Bones cast. Yeah. Recently, you guys watched Bones too, right? Recently, I did, I've watched a couple of movies that. where they referred to Bones. It was one of those things where I saw two movies back to back that referred <laughs> to Bones. Bones references. Yeah, they made Bones references. So I was like, wow, oh I didn't God, know it. that was such it's a bo- p- it's- cultural touchstone. And then Chris and I have seen the Snoop Doggy Dog movie Bones, mm. which is very different. Mm. Bones, the movie, God, is, the, is the, uh, the mystery. Is that right? What now? The Bones movie that came out? Is that what you're talking about? No. no, no it's a, a TV series. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the Lovely Bones, and that's a whole different No, no, movie. no, no. That's no. the Bone Collector. The Bone movie? Collector, that's what I was thinking oh, about. I've seen that. I have seen that many times. Mm-hmm. So this movie, Game Night. All right. <laughs> Uh, some of the things I liked about the video, um, you won't know what's real and what's fake. The original oh, mission for Cinema Sins. I, I love really that one. Funny. I feel like we've been doing that. Like there was one even in Survivor last week, which was like actual things that were said during a staff meeting or whatever. Yeah. We need to have a list of them and have them actually up in our. We, we need to make spaces. posters. Yeah. Put them up in our. Yeah, that'd yeah. be fun. Uh, all guys have keys in their pockets. Literally all. Uh, <laughs> that that makes no sense to me. No. He searches three dudes' pockets, finds. One set of keys and go. I found them. <laughs> Those two other guys didn't have I keys. Have, <laughs> I have keys in my pockets half the time when I'm just sitting in my house. I always <laughs> have keys in my I mean, pocket. I don't even need them. They're just. But they're that in makes there. no sense. I to love me it all. when you make a declarative statement like literally. <laughs> literally all. All. There is no argument so to this. Absolutely not. So I am correct. <laughs> it's one of the best things ever. I love it so much. I like the developing hated trope of somebody glancing over to see <gasps> that there's something coming, and then it comes around the corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's happened twice. In movies this week that we're reviewing, where I think it happened in T Titans Go, where they glance and then the big uh, pink I bet it happens air in monster. It's, quick, it's so. quickly becoming one of the most common tropes or that I've seen. Yeah, and I've never noticed that before. I think he noticed it before I noticed it. You, I think you wrote the first one of those. We did sins. one very early on the run. Well, very, you didn't very... see that shit, or yeah, yeah. Movies have to do that because they don't want to tip. The right. audience. Right. But, you know, if you take it from a practical standpoint, it's impossible. It is impossible. That's right. Uh, any other thoughts on Game Night, uh, the video, or the movie? Ooh. Go see it if you haven't. Go see it? Yeah. yeah. It's in theaters. Still in Watch theaters. It. <laughs> if you haven't seen it already, it's, it's no, definitely I, I one of they, my favorite uh, comedies. I heard they finally pulled it because of coronavirus. Hey, mm. <laughs> dude, Knives Out is still in studio, in uh, theaters. It is, mm. man. That thing just keeps going. And like a decent sized ones, too. Like. Yeah. Uh, Avengers, if we did it in 2020, uh, is the next video. Uh, this has been, is it fair to say, clamored for people who wanted us to Clamored. go revisit uh, old videos. Isn't that yep. I mean like you're climbing over each other to get to it? 
Sure. Clamor. You don't think that's happening in living rooms all across America? Mm-hmm. I no. Uh, anyhow, yes. I am very curious about this one. I don't know that we need to talk a ton about Avengers the movie. It's, we've probably dissected that a lot. It's fine. Although, I mean, going back and watching it 10 years later or whatever it is... Um, Still How did you guys feel about it? Like, it? By the way, this was an Atkinson <laughs> Scott script. Just this is an OG script. Uh, uh, Chris and Jeremy wrote on this. Did you say Snow G? OG. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. O. OG. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, so how did you guys feel about going back and watching it 10 years later? Like, When, I ha- when was the last time you'd seen like it before sending it? Again? It's probably been three or four years since I'd seen it. Yeah. Um, but it is one of my favorite MCU films, so I, I will watch it every now I and then. I agree. Um, but... You know, for me, it was all about fixing that gravity moment. Like, <laughs> I could barely contain yeah. myself writing for the whole movie because I knew that moment was coming, and I was going to fix that shit. That was a, that was a point was where funny. I half-heartedly wrote something that was a rebuttal to that original video, and I was like, Jeremy's going to do this, but just in case he doesn't, I'll write something here, and we'll pick his. So that does. was just one of the first, like, nitpick things that fans... Well, it was one of the most first glaring mistakes that we made, and it was the second video gotcha. ever made. And and everybody who nitpicks knows exactly what I was fucking talking about. But <laughs> you can't nitpick things for a living without being nitpicked. That is just Absolutely. you know know that before you go out there uh, and start your yes, job. The phrase, There's things. no gravity in space. Uh, I got taken behind the woodshed. Um, <laughs> well, and 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 it happened years later too. Like people would come out of the blue five years later and get on Twitter and like on a completely unrelated video. Yeah. would say, you know there's gravity in space, right? And yeah. then go through the whole reason why there is and why, you know, and you're like, yeah, no, it was like five years ago, dude. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you decide to nitpick for a living, you can't be human. It's not fair. <laughs> like, it, like, like, people, like when we did... Uh, the Lord of the Rings, and you wrote that sin about Final Fantasy VII, but I oh, said 12 yeah, yeah. instead of 7 because yeah. I can't Roman numeral. Uh, <clears throat> there's lots of human error mistakes in the videos, but the no gravity in space was just bad wording. Because that point was still valid in the original video. He should not fall back through that goddamn hole yeah. all the way to Earth. Yeah. He should be actually propelling the opposite direction with momentum and fly into the explosion. Like you guys pointed out, he didn't even need to do it. Like, no, he, he should have just yeah. let it go. He didn't have to go through that hole. Yeah, exactly. You're just trying case, to get rid of the missile. You're not trying to kill the Kree or the scroll or whoever the fuck. It's not even the Kree, they... it's the Chitauri. Yeah. God, so you, many fucking aliens. You went through with every alien race <laughs> except the one. The Vulcans. Was it Steppenwolf? The Borg. Yeah. <laughs> the Mother Box. Is your yeah. favorite Avengers movie? No, Iron Man. Oh, well, yes. No, I mean Avengers. Yeah. 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 I think it's mine too, actually. I think I like it more than Avengers. There's something War. very pure and magical about that final battle when they come together and work totally together. Totally agree. And yeah. the, none of the Avengers movies since have captured that in the same way. And I've never, like, and even though people talk about how Endgame was such a big culmination, but but you have to remember, this was a smaller company. This is something, like, I didn't think this was going to work when they right. started doing right. this. And I remember going to see this and just being like, they that worked. They did it. It's yeah, kind of one and, of those moments, and, like, and they actually Whedon, did it. I think Whedon both hurts and helps it sometimes, but... Um, but I, do, I think overall it's a good movie, but I do think it's definitely, it, it gets better as it goes along. I did notice, uh, because one of the things we harp on with Marvel movies so often is how over-edited the fight scenes tend to be, or how isolated the hero shots are in a fight scene where you can tell Thor and Hulk weren't on set at the same time. Um, <clears throat> but in this first Avengers movie, going back to send it again with this view, I saw that big long one-shot 
in the New York battle where we get, we, the camera starts on, who does it start on? It's like Iron Man and Cap down yeah, on the ground, yeah. and then it goes up, and Hawkeye's up there, and then he shoots an arrow, and it falls the arrow, and then Thor and Hulk are on that ship, mm-hmm. beating, and like... <laughs> The Borg like ship? The, yes, the Borg ship. Uh, the first uh, Avengers movie at least had that one moment. Right. And then it goes into a bunch of hyper-edited stuff like all the other MCU movies. Yeah. But I wish we could get more of that. Yeah. yeah. Have, the, have, the, have the John Wick guys uh, do the choreography on an oh, Avengers movie. It doesn't even have to be or practical. It's weird because that shot is, like you've said, completely CGI. Uh, there's a shot, it's tangential but uh, relevant, in uh, Aquaman. That's a one shot of Nicole Kidman kicking ass in the house. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it can be done cheating wise, but just give us a sense of space uh, instead of just like all these choppy, choppy edits. Yeah, like if Civil War, man, there's no shot in Civil War in that airport that lasts longer than 30 seconds, I yeah. guarantee you. Uh, they're just too busy cutting around. And, and of course, I still that like whole 30 thing. Seconds. I, still yeah. like I doubt they get to five seconds. I still like in that, that scene, scene though. Well, I'm not saying you can't yeah. like the scene. No, I know what you're saying, though. I'm just saying in terms of, like, scope and knowing who's where. and I know. Yeah, I well, and then everybody's in masks, and so you don't even know if that's really the element. It's not. The director's flat oh, yeah, out said everybody in a yeah. mask wasn't even there. So yeah. that does kind of take away a little bit, I guess. But it still looks, it's still just like, you know, I mean, I'm just, I just always, I'm sorry, but I'm always like, even like watching this Morbius preview, I'm just always thinking back to when I was like 13 reading these comics. And yeah. You know, there's a fucking Morbius movie coming yeah. out. Seriously, you know? seriously. I mean, it's insane. Also a Bloodspot movie. Yeah, Bloodspot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Blood, yeah. Blood when I was reading Bloodspot comics. Bloodspotting. <laughs> 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 okay. Oh my god. Uh, that was from uh, that was from PMS Comics. So <laughs> I've been waiting for a period joke this whole time. Yeah, me too. Well, I just I didn't want Aaron to have to suffer through that one, so I just made it myself. Right. Um, you did good. You took one for the team. Other thoughts on the video itself, on the the fun time you had writing it, or some of your favorite jokes that you saw in it. Um, I mean, I thought it was it was fun revisiting it after all these years and uh, and doing it the way we do it now and everything because uh, we had just a different I don't know philosophy to everything back in 2012 2013 about what you could send and what you could pick on and we were also going for short videos too we were yeah. very purposely going for something that was five or six minutes because we didn't think anybody would want to watch mo- uh, these videos past that and there was a lot of just YouTube like are we doing this the right way uh, and it really took until Batman and Robin to really uh, open the door to that Batman and Robin is the, the video that got us into that uh, 20 minute area and everything but uh, yeah it was uh, it was fun redoing this uh, because we you know we do it in our style now and everything and it's just a much beefer beefier meatier video and everything so it's also been long enough that other than the gravity in space I don't remember much of what I wrote for that yeah, I was gonna yeah, ask if you went back and looked right? no no yeah. I wanted I mean it's just it's just like I don't watch a lot of honest trailers before we do that movie right. I don't want to even subconsciously make the same joke and so no I, I just kind of approached it anew and 
you know, because we have evolved, you know, the more sins revealed themselves to me. It kind of reminds me of when we send uh, the Lion King and then send the Lion King. Yeah. And we, we ended up, you know, writing a whole bunch of the, the same jokes. Yes, it's the same movie. It is the same movie. So, yeah. I've, I, I, there's a part of me that still wishes I would have fought harder for the idea of just re-uploading the same audio. Same from script. The first you, yeah. Send, yeah. you send both Aladdins, right? But you send the first one with Barrett? Correct, yeah. Oh, okay, and then yeah. you send the, re, the, the yeah, live same action. Thing with the Aladdins, yeah. yeah. Although Aladdin... The, there was more different the, about Yeah, that. the new Aladdin's at least a little bit different. Well, and it's actually but, live action. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, wait, did you do the cartoon Lion King? Or did I don't think I did no, the I cartoon. Think we both oh, did, I thought that's yeah. what you were saying. I think yeah, we both no, 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 did no. Lion King animated and uh, yeah. live action. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, I guess I was thinking correct. Aladdin. But the... The, li- the, the general, the royal Yeah, yeah I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Spirit! I hate yeah. that fucking song. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. I hate it. All right. We will head on to Pokemon, the first movie. Uh, this was a Dicer Share script. Uh, myself and Barrett wrote on this. Um, what, what Probably is it? about three years ago. I, I was going to say. This I was, was going to ask. This was like I, uh, my fifth script. Like, I, 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 I worked on this edit, too, so I actually watched the movie also, and I just remember that was my first exp- because I was too old for Pokemon, and so me too. Was, this was my first Pokemon. Yeah, experience. and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to tentpole uh, uh, Detective Pikachu. Yes. Uh, before it came out, and uh, so we had it ready to go, and then uh, whatever. There's a, I guess there's a company in Japan that owns the rights to this, and they do not have the same philosophy as some <laughs> about uh, fair use or whatever. So, uh, so they they just ban hammered it yeah and so like no yeah yeah so it is available for members that's right and so it, there is an element of it that's like finally my my child is into <laughs> the world you know that kind of thing because mm-hmm. i do remember it, and not that it really has changed that much but back then i mean like every video that i had written on that came out i was just like giddy and and excited and just like this is a real thing people are laughing at my jokes and you know like that <laughs> whole thing and i'm just like man whatever um but uh no i'm just kidding <laughs> Uh, wow! I, no, no, no. I <laughs> that still, is a journey. <laughs> no, I, I say that because I still get that way. It's bad um, for you that this is doubling as your job performance review. Oh. <laughs> Something that could have been told to me yesterday. <laughs> um, so anyhow, it is fun to kind of to see it get out there. But I am curious what everybody's Pokemon like background is. because I was my first... don't know shit. Yeah. Like, I know this guy right here can draw all of them from memory. <laughs> like, he knows all of them. I see it on Twitter. Let Every the record state that Jeremy Pokemon, is pointing like, to Mr. Collect It. Uh, he makes me feel 10 years older than the last time I saw Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. This is the extent of my Pokemon knowledge. When this movie came out, to Hollywood 27, where I was working. Pokemon, the first movie? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got a shit ton of Pokemon cards. At the time, Pokemon cards were like a big-ass deal. I turned around, sold half of those things to the, like a comic store guy, and I made a bunch of money on it. Nicely done. <laughs> did that movie even do well? No. Yeah, no, nobody it. came to see it. I mean, I'm sure it did well overseas yeah, or yeah. something. Well, they but... made, they've made a ton of these movies. Mm-hmm. I believe that's yep. right. I don't think yeah, I'm they talking made about Because yeah. it was a... I, I, I had a sort of uh, mental struggle with whether to do this one or like two of the other ones that were on the uh, that they had come out with. Are Pokemon cards still a thing? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like oh, I yeah. used to 
go to Borders, and I would see kids in the back of Borders bookstore, like either playing some kind of game or like trading them or whatever. Mm-hmm. They still do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, well the whole Pokemon Go thing, I would assume, made it kind of. If, if, yeah, if that was a thing there for a moment, was it? Yeah. Still, still is. Go. I know people uh-huh. who are in their thirties that do that Pokemon Go thing. <laughs> It, yeah. it's, it's the equivalent of now, having to like step around kids in a store doing TikTok videos. No, I, it's the I, exact same thing. I feel like I offended some people, so let me clarify. Uh, yes, it is still a thing, but there for a moment, it I couldn't go to the thing. local park. Like I couldn't ride my bike thing. through the yeah, park because exactly. there were groups of hundreds of people yeah. looking gathered for looking a, for a Pokemon. Piggly wink. Yeah, yep. so like it, for a moment there, it was a movement. <laughs> what? Piggly wink. I made up my own Pokemon <laughs> called Piggly wink. <laughs> you said it so confident. Confidently. <laughs> I'm like, that must be a thing. Well, Danae, what's your Pokemon experience? I think there's an alternate reality where I would be super into Pokemon. Yeah. But I, I missed it just slightly. Like, Magic the Gathering almost made that one. So there's, like, these games or these, like, universes where it makes sense to me to have, like, characters that have powers and you know, like, which ones go against each other. And I I dig that kind of stuff, but I, I miss the curve. So I know nothing. So my only experience... Except for they're cute. <laughs> yeah, definitely are that. My only experience with uh, CCGs, collectible card games, uh, is the X Files collectible card game. I had like of every single of card. nerd. I didn't Sorry, know that existed. Uh, yeah. those are actually those are actually worth negative money. And, <laughs> I had like a board with all the official tokens. Was, was like, You're actually paying cool. out monthly. Just yes, I am. Yes, yes. Exactly. Uh, I the the most uh, that I became like aware of the universe and try to get to know it was when we did Detective Pikachu and I did a lot of research at that time to try to like at least honor the whole world of Pokemon because I didn't want to make some kind of reference that was really off base. Like there's no so. gravity in Pokemon. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well let's talk about the one that I wrote for that Star Wars uh, animation one that we did where I got taken to the Oh, I did too. Taken so to the cleaner is oh, on. gravity. Well, no, it was like it was like motion. Float, yeah, they had her own no gravity and, space moment. And yeah, and and it was likened to yours. So I mean, I have but comparatively the whole idea of swimming in both, space and can yeah. you swim in we a vacuum? We both researched That's it. impossible. And yeah. people Thank are like, you. well, it's technically not a vacuum in space. There's oh atmosphere. my god, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Like those people are the people we're like spoofing. I, I know. Hey, I get it. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But anyhow, I did. I did a lot, and I really did enjoy it. Like I don't know. I get curious about it, and then I want to lose all sorts of time looking at the research. Like who's Mewtwo? Why is he so powerful? And then there's the other side or of that she. coin, which was me in this video, just pretending like the narrator didn't know anything and was just yeah. making up Pokemon names yeah. Uh, yeah. every time he great. saw one, like Spoon Guy or... You uh, know. Or the, <laughs> was He's it? literally sitting there holding spoons. <laughs> yeah. The one that I liked was, um, wasn't there one that was like the most powerful Pokemon is Jesus? Yes. Yes, that I was, loved that one. Yeah. Who's the Pokemon that eats his own leg when the zombies <laughs> Gross. Is that, is that a, Bob? No, 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 no. No, no that's Barbecue. Barbecue. <laughs> Barbecue. <laughs> barbecue Kachu. Yeah, barbecue Kachu. Nice. Uh, so watching this was an experience yeah. for me because I'd never you know, seen any Pokemon stuff. Uh, it is all sorts of nonsense in this thing. And it's like a 10-minute movie. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like, quite, it's like but... 60 minutes or something, or 70, <laughs> right. maybe. Yeah. yeah. It goes by really quick. It's funny because sometimes we'll watch movies that are, uh, are made in different eras, and they're like... 
an hour and 40 minutes and then you're like man this is a really short movie because tv shows that we send are now like 90 minutes some of them especially like the first pilot where they do like two back to back so you're like oh well, yeah i can send this show real quick it's gonna be like 45 minute show and then you're like you it's like two hours or like long. you turn brooklyn 99 into like an eight hour movie or yeah, something god <laughs> but this so like then going back on these ones it's nice to have like a little 90 minute movie yeah they, they kind of flow a little bit better okay i think it got like a japanese release and then it got cut down to an american release and then the title changed and then it was like two movies spliced together oh, like no. a weird frankenstein pokemon type of thing and it, it starts off with this really super dark mewtwo like existential dread and then it kills a bunch of right assholes, yeah and then it cuts <laughs> a, a fucking like sunny mountaintop where he's like oh i'm eating stuff <laughs> pikachu is he's got like a stew or something up there yeah my god yeah 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 <laughs> i actually don't pikachu mind stew. the stories behind uh this movie but the movie itself is just chopped up to where it, you can't follow it. You, was, you just don't understand. Was your son into this? And who are, okay. what are what's the the Salt and Pepper bad guys? What's what what's their name? The <laughs> Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> yeah. yeah, is that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah. I don't know, for me, everything, and, and so it's like, it's interesting because I think people who love it, all that stuff means something to them, but in a movie like that, it all feels forced to mm-hmm. somebody who's not familiar with it. It all feels jam-packed in there to just be there. Like, I, yeah, so it's a, it's a weird experience. I yeah. hate when that happens, too, because there's people who love the content, and then the movie comes out, and it's just shit, and you're like, that's not what it is. I hate it when that happens to yeah, me. Totally. So, yeah, totally. I felt that with uh, Masters of the Universe, because I really liked... <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're saying. I think I that, was just, that, was not, that was not Never. what I thought you were I mean, for the I record, I was one of the only people up here that did not laugh at you when you okay. said that. <laughs> no, I, I, that's just not what I thought was coming out of his mouth. Barrett has never felt no, so alone. That, in is a, that is a very, very good example. Yeah. I mean, I loved He-Man growing up. I, I was too. like, fuck it. Are you uh, pumped about Kevin Smith's new? I'm, I'm, I'm watching it for sure. I think it'll yeah. be fun. Nice. Uh, random side note, She-Ra, Princess of Power on Netflix is awesome. Is it a new version or is it? Yeah, they've re- they like rebooted it, and uh, she's like appropriately clad. Yeah, I don't uh, she looks she looks like a twelve year old. Does she have a blog? I don't she, think people probably a Twitter. I don't think people realize how bad that movie is though. Like, because I don't I don't think a lot of people have seen it. At least I feel like people, people realize how bad it is. I, I it's got a fan base. At least the people who've watched it realize if, if how bad it, movie you know how it's bad got it's got a fan base though. Any thoughts on the the video? <laughs> no, nope. uh, no thoughts on the video. No, I I already I think my favorite was the. The Jesus Pokemon. Yeah, the Jesus Pokemon <laughs> is great, uh, and the I was glad that I got to think of different names for Mewtwo because uh, how boring a name is Mewtwo? Like that's what you're going to come up well, with. Well, so. especially because he's based off of Mew. Mew. Right. So he's the Mew fuck. Mewtwo. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. shall call him Mewtwo. <laughs> come on. So uh, so yeah, and go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, then we can move on to the uh, final video, Today's which favorite. technically isn't even out yet for members. It comes oh. out tomorrow, so you guys will be able to see this video tomorrow. We're going to ruin it for when, you when, you're, uh, when we're recording this. Uh, but that is Love Actually. Uh, we are finally sending Love Actually. Um, is it so, though? Is it Love Actually? Is it actually, actually Love Actually? Love? Actually yeah. Love. Yeah. Uh, this was a Hughes uh, share script, so Danae and Barrett wrote on this and disagree vehemently about the quality of this movie. So, fight. There's so many fucking people in this movie. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Alan Rickman, Emma Thompson, Hugh Grant, Keira Knightley, Colin Firth, 
uh, uh, Liam Neeson's, uh, Bill Nye, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Andrew Lincoln, fucking Walking Dead. He's like way down there. Laura Linney, uh, Rodrigo Santoro. Uh, I haven't even gotten to uh, Martin Freeman, who does the the power thrust yeah, yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Billy Bob is in this. Rowan Atkinson, Claudia Ship. It, it, it's crazy. This it's was crazy. the first thing he pulled up. It's, by I the think way, it's a good thing. Here was the Wikipedia so? page. Yeah, I disagree. <laughs> I actually tried to keep track of how many people were being introduced to have an accurate like little tally as the as it went on, and it just it really got very difficult and so yeah, when I when I submitted my script to you I was just like I started throwing out random numbers instead of accurate numbers but there are so many people on it's it. one of my favorite sins in the script where you're like drum roll please for the next person we're supposed to remember <laughs> Ding. care about yeah yeah, yeah but to was... be fair to Danae Barrett that just because there's a big cast I mean, 1941 exists. I mean, there there are. No, I'm not saying a lot it's of the time it doesn't work. Yeah. I'm just saying think, that uh, the 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 cast itself is so absurdly large, and the fact that they do, I think, I think, pull this off. I don't know what the popular sentiment is for love. Actually, uh, the fact that they make it even a coherent, cohesive, cohesive uh, narrative, good, I think, good. is Cohes. pretty good. I I think that it wasn't the people that bothered me the most in this because I think you can have a big cast and it was sort of fun like the premise is interesting you've got all these different characters that are intertwined in these interesting ways and you sort of find out by maybe the middle to the end of the movie how they're either related or friends or whatever together and they're all falling in fucking love at the same time <laughs> but it's the love part that drives me bananas I hate you would hate, hate Interstellar. Movie. I fucking hate this movie. Mm-hmm. And I've been talking about, like, there's been months and months have passed. I've had so long to think about this. And I said that I hated a movie, and I was excited to talk about it on the show, and then it got pushed. And then it got pushed, and so my hatred calmed down. Everything kind of got a little bit better, and then it started to get, I started to get mad about it again. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to talk about this in front of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, livid about this movie. I, I don't think I've ever hated a movie quite as much as I hate this let, one. Let the hate flow through through you Guys, what, like, what, what is it she has a team master's I don't know but you're so wrong <laughs> you are so wrong it was so awkward too because I'm like uh, you're like god I really like this one I'm like oh shit like I really don't and so uh, we joked around about you firing me over this one too joke uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey hey, Jeremy what do you think of this movie never saw it <laughs> you never did, saw it never gonna you did play fi- uh, fire me last night though at the dinner that, oh, was, that's right. that was in front of people too that's so that was kind of that's I was like right. guys sorry it actually ended no what bothers me is some of the love stories are they're so trash and it's just like one of those forced things in a movie where if you really think about these people like liking each other or falling in love or having this moment it's it's just not it's not realistic there are a couple of stories about? i like there are a couple of stories i like there was the married the married couple who's yes. you know he's kind of like liking his secretary and that's like that's legit that i can still happen. don't know if they have sex or not we don't know yeah i'm assuming that so necklace, that was a very expensive necklace she's standing there in her underwear with the necklace on yeah most Never pointless d- shot ever yeah the next time we see her she opens the door and closes the door it was, anyways there was a there's that one i kind of like and i like the old rocker dude he was kind of fun. Bill Nye, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a fun relationship and a little twist because his person that he loves ends up being his manager, which I thought was kind of a fun play on, like, just a, a platonic care for people. Well, but the whole stalker <laughs> thing, I platonic? will rage about that for days. Uh, he, uh, 
This dude, this guy, <laughs> this guy has never once been nice to this chick ever and to the point that she's uncomfortable around him and then does the super creepy like video of her where he's zooming in on parts and pieces yeah, and she good. watches it and isn't creeped out enough to leave and then she's like, oh, let me just make this worse by kissing you. Like, uh, fuck. Uh, uh, this is the Andrew uh, Lincoln. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, it's Andrew Lincoln and she would tell Edgy for he was he was rude yeah, to Karen Knightley okay. because uh, well, he had to provide distance between because he was so in love uh-huh. that he had to push her away. Right, you know right, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, the, the video was, was was weird. But then after she kisses him, he goes, "That's enough." Yeah, really? Yeah. That's the culmination of your obsession with a woman for all these years. He knows he gets well, hey, sometimes it's over. You know, uh-uh. sometimes the uh, the kiss having not right, seen the movie, good? I totally agree with Danae. <laughs> <laughs> This sounds uh, fucked up. <laughs> it is fucked that up, is but fucked it's up. and I'm not saying it's realistic or anything like that. Oh, but man, she doesn't that kiss him me until off. he does the Bob Dylan subterranean homesick alien <laughs> thing. Uh, with, <laughs> how can you argue with that? <laughs> God, no, she doesn't kiss him until then, and she does leave at that point that she sees the the video. She's like, "Whoa, that's fucked up." Uh, but then you don't see any interaction uh, between them until that until that she, until he shows up again. This time says, "Don't tell." your husband I'm here I'm gonna profess my love to you silently with music yeah by the way that's the weirdest subtle nudity that I've missed in a video before I didn't cause, cause in the one of his cards he's like in, oh. in 10 years I could be or in a year or whatever I could be dating one of these oh, girls I remember the notes and it's this. a bunch of like models and stuff like yeah. that and I, after looking at it maybe five times I was like I think I see a nipple. <laughs> and there was there was like a woman in a see-through yeah, like yeah, thing. I was, was like, God damn it, get that nipple. Stalker shows up with a collage of naked people and then says, and I'll love you until you look like this, and shows her dead people. Liam Neeson's storyline there now. Let's hone in on that guy. That guy having a great love story at the end would be great. But instead, it turns out that it's a lookalike to like a celebrity crush. What a weird way to kind of like... It's Claudia Schiffer. It, yeah, and Claudia Schiffer. Yeah, 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 he yeah. Could get shows up and then he's like, Ooh, you're my celebrity crush. Kid. I guess you're my love forever. And then on top of that, there's another story going on where some guy is dating a girl that's fucking some other dude. And then he skips the country to go right and falls in love with someone who doesn't even speak English. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What, what? I, yeah, I don't. What's the problem hey, with that? Please take that out of context and throw that in the outtakes. <laughs> She's fucking his brother, by the way. <laughs> And she, cause his she, brother, who then he goes and sees her at Christmas time and opens the door, and the family's like, "We reject you for leaving." And it's like, you guys, his brother was fucking his girl. You all should be like super okay with this. It's not an awkward like this is an awkward family gathering. Everything about this movie, everything, <laughs> we hate it. Oh, oh, and we haven't even started about the music, so I won't go on about that. But I will say, the music is. Horrible! It's like you don't even so, like the Mariah Carey song. It's like a gong, gong, gong. Every time it plays, it's like you know exactly what the movie is trying to do. And then they leave the love oboe, and the love oboe was actually my most the favorite part because it just appears. <laughs> <laughs> And then you know, then you know that something weirdly love is about to happen because the love oboe plays, but then it just suddenly stops. I have a funny story Damn about it. an oboe. 
Um, <laughs> Once, yeah. <laughs> Should I tell it? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not even very funny. Uh, when I was in a crappy band, one time we recorded, and uh, we had a trumpet part in one song, and we, bought, we brought these two kids over from university who played trumpet and taught them the notes, and they're in studio, and they played this trumpet part with our song. It was awesome. I like, felt like Ben Foltz. Then in this other song, in the same recording session, I used an oboe on my keyboard, an oboe sound, for this like interlude, which I thought sounded fake as hell. Everyone I ever played that record for said the oboe sounded like it was live in studio and the trumpet sounded like a keyboard. Oh, no. <laughs> That's messed up. Ever sure since then, I just story. used a keyboard for everything. <laughs> no fucking point. That's right. I thought that was a great story. Uh, well, thank I, had, you. I definitely had the love oboe written down. I thought that was hilarious. Beware the um, love oboe. <laughs> for whatever reason, the way Jeremy says, also fire Kevin immediately. Uh, really cracked me up. Yeah, that was, uh, that's a bit of 2003 humor thrown at you. Right. Uh, he's yeah. like, you know, don't overserve Kevin or he'll get handsy by like 10 yeah. o'clock. It's like, also like, fire that guy fuck? immediately. Yeah. We're going to have an office party where Kevin's going to get drunk and grab people. Yes. But we're going to keep him on staff. Yeah. Another rage. Check. Um, the uh, the uh, triple boob check, bold move, Prime Minister, uh, cracked me up. He did yeah, that he a really, lot. He goes down and back up, down, back up. Yeah. Something was, about the bold move, Prime moment. Minister, just, he, just made he me laugh. checked out her bosom. It's true. Uh, and then the when they say how much the, is it the necklace costs? He's like 237 pounds or whatever. And you're like, nonsense. How, how's he going to carry it out if it weighs that much? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love having the freedom to write just ridiculous, silly <laughs> Yeah, like I, I loved yep. that. Uh, yeah. Narrator ignorance is one of my favorite favorite mm-hmm. things, and that's that's a great. Example I'm gonna take of that, that so. as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on Love Actually? It's beautiful. <laughs> it's trash. What about the? Uh, now we still don't know we if should, they're filming a do porno. A hands. Or if they're if they're rehearsing for just a sex scene, right? The Martin Freeman. I always thought they, they were. Standing. I thought it was just a sex scene. I thought they were like they. I thought they were porn people, uh, yeah. right? But they're not. They they're are. Stand-ins. They are they're stand-ins. body doubles. Right? They're body doubles for a movie. Yeah, they're getting so the lighting right. So their whole thing is that they are there before the actor, actor and actresses show up. And they're preparing the film. Yeah, that's crazy. Like Kramer and Mickey. And so they're not. So hold on. So they're not even body doubles. They're just prep bodies. They're prep bodies. I'm sorry to hear you say that. Wow. To to set the cameras is what I got. Yeah, I mean that's a it's a. Big and they also convenient. fall in love. Sorry. Yeah, well, it's it's well, the that, most that happens when you're the most naked with each other mm-hmm. all day. Yeah. It's it the does. most chaste relationship of all of them, even though they're they're raw dogging it <laughs> on set. Fake, but they're fake. It's all fake, right? Yeah, like now you just made it weird. And yeah, why, I don't think he's actually penetrating. No, but and why oh, do you? Need, no, he's not. No, he, like, they're just getting naked, and then it's like, oh hey, let, let's do the, the, the rare to dry hump raw dog. I think maybe we should have told Barrett he couldn't fuck on this show. So we could just got worse. <laughs> and on that note, that was, oh that was therapeutic. You're just not going to hear Barrett the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that'll wrap it up for the Sin Side Scoop. And uh, because we had so many videos to do about, we've just got uh, the comment section. So let's do the comment section. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um... Mm-hmm. Those are my. Dog. Mm-hmm. Those are my. Uh, every time I try to talk. Wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels when we're? Um, okay, we're gonna try this. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. Are we just doing Q&As today? That is the comment okay, section. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't look up any comments, so thank God. Uh, so yeah, for the comment section today, uh, we're going to take questions from the live participants. So we need to signal somebody for a microphone. I think that's why uh, our man is here. As well as uh, from the live chat. So if you are watching this on YouTube, feel free to uh, comment in the YouTube comments. We will see that as well. Um, and uh, if you have a question, just uh, raise a hand. We'll point to you. And come Not awkward at all. You know, you have to stand up. Who's, yeah. Who, and the then first you person to... is always the one that's like, you know, who's yeah. going to be first. I'm Greg. And um, uh, Jeremy mentioned, or somebody mentioned that Jeremy should write a book on time travel. Okay, so Chris, I want to yeah. ask each one of you guys, if you could go and send a time travel movie, what would it be and why? Because I don't think I've ever seen, I, I, I don't know if you guys have sent any time travel movies Just Endgame. We've, uh, we've done Back to the Future. We've done all the Terminators. Oh, um, that's right. Yeah. Um, and you got time could, traveling, Rob. <laughs> or if, yeah. you could, if you could tell, pick out your favorite one that you would want to send that, we haven't, that you haven't done yet. Oh, okay. What would it be and why? Um, well, I mean, the only one that's left really is Back to the Future 3, I think. And uh, I think we've already sort of said that we're going to do that at some point but i don't know when what but. is that super low budget uh prime primer primer yeah that would oh, be good luck with that i got it time cop yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time Cop. Time Cop. Time Cop would be awesome to sin because that movie is bonkers. Yes. Yeah. That, that would be a insane. perfect one. That, give, that movie doesn't care about time travel rules at all. <laughs> That's a great Roger Ebert movie, uh, too. Uh, of course, the, uh, the, the worst one, the one that would take us the longest, would be The Sound of Thunder. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the Sound of Thunder oh, was one of the yes. worst movies ever made. Uh, is that like Ed Burns? Yeah. <laughs> I think it also came Jesus. out in 2005. What did you guys have about Somewhere in Time with Christopher Reeve? What's oh, that? somewhere in time. Somewhere in time. I have not seen that since I was a kid. Or like, about around. time. Yeah, about I, time. I can't send that movie. Makes time me after time. What about the really um, weird one with uh, Malcolm McDowell and um, David Warner? David Warner we, plays Jack the Ripper, and Malcolm McDowell plays H.G. Wells. Mm, we Jack the Ripper takes H.G. Wells' time machine. And like goes into the future, I think, and then and then so Malcolm McDowell has to go after him, and it's it's that a it's pretty Pierce? nuts. What about Twelve Monkeys? Yes. You know, I just watched part of that the other day. That may be the movie still that deals with time travel the best. I agree. 
It would yeah. be hard to send the time travel in that. It's Did really well done. Well, yeah, it's. A, anytime, I didn't watch the show. Anytime no. they set up the proper loops, it's hard to actually yeah. attack the uh, the time travel. Deterministic time travel is is the one that makes sense to our brain. Mm-hmm. You know that nothing changes. For TV yeah. sense, we could do sliders. Yeah. That's true. Ooh, deja vu. Oh yeah, deja, deja vu. vu. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Who hasn't seen deja vu? Okay, put it on a homework list. This is a bonkers movie about time travel, but it's it's like half time. Have you seen it? I uh, know. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, you, yeah, it's you a fun need to movie. See it. I, didn't, I don't god. think I have next sin week. Instead of going to the theater, we're all watching Deja. There you go. <laughs> I miss, uh, miss Tony Scott. I don't know though. I feel yeah, like we've bear. done that before, haven't we? <laughs> huh? Nothing. Oh, that's funny. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> all right. Anybody else? Step to the microphone. Super awkward moment. Hi, I'm Mike. Uh, mainly for Jeremy and Chris. Uh, I know in the beginning you guys did basically everything: the editing, writing narration as you've hired more people and grown what has become easier for you and what has become harder in terms of cinema sins and the overall universe that's good a good question. question uh i don't know if it has ever gotten easier uh because we we have i mean we've gotten tv sins we've gotten uh, mvs we've got podcasts we have all these things that we still have to review and and write on and everything um but i mean it is nice not to have to edit yeah uh that that was uh, something that just took all the time out of your in everything like we would uh we would get a script done when we were doing one a week we were doing getting a script done and then some one of us would take four or five days to get it to make sure it came out on tuesday uh, then when it became two, it was still just both of us. So it was like one of us was on the weekend doing something for Tuesday, and another of us was doing something from Sunday on to Thursday trying to get one video out. And there were a lot of, like, three in the morning still working on it, still giving notes kind of nights. <laughs> yes. And, you know, we took turns staying up really fucking late just to stay on that schedule. The, so it's nice not to have to do that anymore. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm Mr. Dick Guy who, do, who probably makes that happen to stay that late a lot of times. Oh, that was not what I was saying at all. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that I, I remember the one I remember the most was The Conjuring because there was uh, that. There's this weird back and forth that was going on where like. I we there's the sin where Patrick Wilson says uh, this is the the oh, the best Latin I've ever heard, and uh, <laughs> and I was like I was like I think I was like I think we know what he means there though right like <laughs> like w- w- he he you know hits the you know and and then usually like, well nobody knows what Latin actually sounds like and I was like I was like I don't know I was like let me think about that and then and then before I can answer he's got a new version up without that <laughs> sin in it and I was like no. Wait a minute! Hold on a second. I didn't say no, don't cut to cut it out. So stuff like that would happen, where it would get all the way to yeah three or four o'clock in the morning. But um, but yeah, the editing uh, part once that became uh, out of our hands and we just did notes and things like that, that makes things so much easier. But I mean, we still take about amount of the same amount of time each week doing whatever we're doing uh, because there's so many things going on. What yeah. I like is that. Uh, um, the way that we went about hiring, which was just largely friends, it has <clears throat> expanded the voice, I think, of the Sins channel, of the Sins videos. Like, in the early days, it was basically 
Chris's sense of humor and my sense of humor. But as we roll in new people, we get new wrinkles, sense of humors, and and um, you know now with Danae, we get a perspective from the female side that we never thought to write from because we're dudes with dicks. It's easier for me, I guess, to sleep at night knowing that the quality of the writing has only improved by adding the people we've added. Um, and yeah, like Chris said, you know, it takes a lot of work off our plates, but we just create more work with new channels or podcasts mm-hmm. or what have you, um, both because we want to grow and because it's just in our nature, I think, to just keep doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Creators create. There you go. <clears throat> and it's Who's next? Good question. Yeah. Step on up to the microphone and say, hey, man. Is that Newsboys? Does everybody get a theme yep. song? Yeah, well. Did they just crack that a Newsboys song? Well, I'm sorry. Remember the Newsboys? I'm sorry. It's just in I my haven't head. thought about I that. Do. That was like, what, wow. 90s? Early 90s? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're still around, but yeah. yeah. Shine. I'm Steven, and for the record, uh, Raw Dog Dry Humping is called the Oonga Boonga. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, let me enter that into the record. Yeah. <laughs> um, my question is for Danae. Um, if you were to assign D&D character classes to the Sin cast, <gasps> uh, what would they be? Ooh. Ooh. All right. First, tell us what a DNA is. I want to be a dude today. <laughs> okay, so I think Jonathan would be uh, like a wizard or a warlock, some kind of caster, somebody who like has to kind of stand back and like, like deal with the difference. A... <laughs> um, I'm gonna say I'd put Chris as a barbarian. Simply because I think that he would enjoy having a place to channel the inner rage and just take care of shit. Uh, mm-hmm. think Jeremy would be a bard uh, because I'll take that. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a super fun thing to do, right? Because then you could like strum the guitar, and all of a sudden you're reading people's minds. Uh-huh. I think that you'd be like, and you could like make people do. So you'd shit. be like that dick on the knoll at college campuses. Um, I think Aaron would be the healer because I think he worries about people a lot and wants to make sure everybody's cool. So I think he probably would either go paladin or straight healer. I'm assuming paladin because he doesn't like to, like, you know, cut people down with swords. So, um, sounds like you've put a lot of thought into this thing. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I don't know what Barrett would be. A, stra- a strategist of some kind. Yeah, he might be a really good DM, cave troll. actually. Cave troll. Yeah, okay, so he's the cave troll. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I think actually he would be a superb DM. Because I oh. feel like you would... What is DM? That That's means you're the master. The, oh. master. master. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do that one. I think that'd be kind of fun. And I, I have wanted to play... Um, like a druid or something, so maybe I would go that class for myself. Mm, very nice. All right. I like I like animals and stuff like that, and like nature and stuff. So super. Uh, <laughs> more questions, Evan. Hello, Council of Sins. Hello. <laughs> hey. Uh, so I had a question about how you guys approach doing sin videos on stuff like Pokemon or something that you just did not grow up with, but obviously there's a big fan base. How much information do you try and figure out versus just go off of what's given to you in the film? Zero. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take whatever that movie gives me and nothing more. Yeah, the I, I think you uh, do a disservice to what we do actually by learning more. <laughs> <laughs> the less you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, because uh, the only time that we did any kind of uh, research uh, was for Dragon Ball Evolution. Uh, mainly because 
uh, much like the room. After the room was done, I was just like, "This isn't enough sins for this movie." So that's where our bonus rounds came from. Where Dra- Dragon Ball Evolution, it felt like most of the the derision was coming from the fans and for differences in the movie from what they grew up with. So. I was like, let's throw him a bonus round bone here and like look up what's actually different about the movie as compared to what everything else. And so that's why there's a bonus round with all the like, well, you know, what the hell? Wearing a green dress? The fuck? You know, all that type <laughs> of stuff. Those are the bonus round for that type of thing. So, but yeah, for the most part, I hate like looking up something to just know more about it so that I can send it better or whatever. I just want to. God, I wish I knew that when I first started. I just want to have, <laughs> I just want to, you give me the movie, you pretend like I, I, you've thrown this movie right in front of me and I, and this is, you know, it's almost like Mystery Science Theater. They made you watch this movie. Now what do you have to say about it? So it, completely with movies and then you get into TV and it becomes a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there is, a movie is expected to tell you everything you need to know in the 90 minutes you're watching. And if there's uh, auxiliary material, well, that's, the, you know, it's on the, it's the movie's job for us not to need that material. With television, they are literally building off of something that has many episodes. Episodes. And it's one of the reasons, my understanding, it's one of the reasons that we contemplated what TV sins would be for so long is mm-hmm. that problem of the knowledge of the narrator yeah. and because there is a little more responsibility. So um, what's interesting is you can still kind of play it both ways and you can be creative with it and you can know or not know it. And sometimes... I think in TV since when we've done research, we found that having the knowledge doesn't mean the narrator still can't be ignorant. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. fun, too, to have knowledge that you're pretending the narrator doesn't know and almost winking well, at I it. Like, I like the series of sins you guys do where I say something like, uh-huh. oh, I'm glad that's never going to happen. Yeah. Right, yeah. Just knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. Sorry, Chris added, talking about the Walking Dead video, I don't think we mentioned this because Chris added one that was really funny where he was just like, wow, this would make this would make a lot more sense if I'd watched the last four seasons. Well, I'd, care, like, I'd care more <laughs> about these people I'd if I'd actually watched some of these seasons yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. that's good yeah that was really funny but then and then oddly enough in the flash video uh danae wrote a sin where she referred to one of the characters as frost that's right and we got some comments about that in the youtube like clearly the narrators watch the show because that's like her alter ego which i which whenever you go and you look on imdb she's titled as frost so i don't know who else she she hadn't become frost yet at that point of that i don't know yeah so yeah yeah and apparently i don't have to care This has always been. <laughs> no, it was great. This has always been a thing. Like ever since we started, like there have been a lot of movie series that have have started from like uh, where we started, and so we we don't know what's going to happen next. But then there were series we went back to that we did know, you know, three or four movies at that point. So a lot of our our future knowledge gets into those early ones. I don't think we've ever been an, a, afraid of shying away from that in cinema sins, but like. With TV sins, yeah, you have to because there are so many things that do get explained later, and you know you have to kind of do this, you know, well, take it at face value. Yeah, we the did, narrator has to be ignorant on TV. We sins. did most of the Batman movies backwards. Yeah, we did. We like, did exactly we started backwards. with Dark Knight Rises and went all the way back to Tim Burton. So, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, there crazy. was some cross yeah. uh, cross knowledge. And that there, was too. and that was just me, but like not knowing what to do because we had done Dark Knight Rises, which had was the latest uh, Batman movie there was. So I was like, and I know that everybody wants Dark Knight. So we went Dark Knight first. It would be so it would just be weird to do Batman Begins, then Dark Knight, yeah, and then yeah. you know, for me at the time, at least, anyway. There was uh, when I wrote on Pokemon, uh, Pokemon, and I did my research on that one. Um, the way that I wrote the sins that were about 
you know, uh, a specific thing to do with like the magic carp or whatever stuff that Jeremy shouldn't know. I wrote it to where it was like his nephew that knew it or someone in his sphere of friendship that knew it and then sin that person. So it's it's like so you. that's how I that's how I kind of sprinkled that in. But yeah, as time has gone on, I realize it's it is sometimes and oftentimes a lot better, especially on the movies, to just sort of go in without references. But it's hard for me to turn that part of my brain off because I'm a perfectionist. Uh, I'm Jake. Uh, Danae's talked a lot. You guys have obviously talked with Danae about how she generally avoids the the horror movies. So I was just curious from a. When you're making up the schedule, are there certain movies that you guys don't like to be on? Or maybe if there isn't one, are there types of movies, aside from maybe the more self-referential ones, that you guys find uh, difficult when you're sinning? Good question. Mm. There's, uh, that's a good question. There's not one that I Thanks, Jake. There's not one that I don't mind being on, but I find like straight comedies I find are usually the most difficult for me to write because I'm not a huge comedy person, but I just find straight comedies are just hard to send for me. Yeah. Like we did Girls uh, Girls Trip. Mm-hmm. That was a really tough. And that might even be the toughest one I've worked on. Oh yeah. For me personally. Because I think I only I think I only had like thirty cents on the first draft or something. It was something ridiculous. No, I mean a, a movie with that sort of premise is not. You know, really conducive yeah. to, especially standard sinning. You got to really think outside the box. Not that you weren't, uh, but like with music videos, yeah. uh, the, you're forced because they're so short. You're forced to kind of make up your own rules and do silly shit and stuff like that. But then one we did recently that hasn't come out yet. That one, I so that one wasn't hard at all. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I've just gotten used to it a little mm-hmm. more. So, but that's the only one I can even think of where I've had like just some difficulties. I guess more than others. I'm not a big horror fan, um, but I don't mind getting assigned a horror movie to write sins for. Um, I think my favorite kind of movie to write sins for is one that I find absolutely terrible. Um, (laughs) If a movie can make me angry, actually angry, with its badness while I'm writing sins, it comes through... Like Pete's Dragon, um, it comes through in the writing, but it's also more. It's more. I feel more creative spark when that happens, and um, you know, at the, at the same time, I'll contradict myself by saying when we send movies I really, really love, I have a really good time with that. It's the mediocre ones in the middle right. that are a slog for me. I, I, I agree with that. Hundred <laughs> percent. What a weird ass movie to really get you angry. Fucking Pete's Dragon. I, I had never seen it. I had never seen it. And I knew they were remaking it. And I know it's this classic thing. And that movie's a piece of shit. <laughs> but you find it objectionable. Oh, my God. That movie is... I'm honestly... like Because Danae talks about getting angry at movies a lot. I'm, I'm trying to think if I've ever actually just physically gotten angry at a movie. Because I don't know. That's just... Well, you probably have like a really healthy emotional balance. Mine is way I've gotten, off. I've gotten furious at some of these movies, man. Especially the mediocre I mean, ones. I mean, I, I can... Like, try harder. I appreciate that they're terrible but I, just, I don't think I've ever actually just gotten angry like I'm not like I gotta go punch a wall <laughs> oh you need to send a Fuck Transformers you. movie son <laughs> <laughs> there's always a balance when the schedule when I do the schedule because uh, you have to do uh, I try to get it where the the best 
her the best people are on that on that particular movie that's why Jonathan gets lots of horror stuff because he is uh, uh, in this room probably the has the biggest knowledge of horror of anybody in here and like all those like older genre films and everything you're going to be on those all the time uh, if I've heard you say I love this movie you're going to be on the script if I see hear you say I hate this movie you're going to be on the script um, uh, well, we got to watch what we say in front of Chris that's why I, that's why I love having two writers who one loves it and one hates it because then you have you know a whole bunch of different perspectives and everything so uh, yeah, and then after that you have to sort of do a balance where like I don't want to give this person too much I don't want to give you know th- you know this type of thing but you try to get the best people that you can you try to go to their strengths and everything nice one more question hi I'm Will um, my question and this has probably been asked in numerous Q&A sessions before but I thought it's also kind of a question that that it can change over time over the years of all of the movie I'm, th- I'm talking just of the movie sins which movie was the most fun to sin and which was the did you have the most miserable time sinning i know the answer to this for me uh the animated cinderella the classic disney cinderella was the most fun i ever had writing sins because much like pete's dragon that movie is fucking bonkers and you don't remember it at all like that movie is 30 percent mice like (laughs) you go watch the old cinderella and there's so much mice shenanigans and you're like the humans are supposed to be the important part of the story uh that's the single most fun i ever had as far as like the worst time i'm gonna go back right to les mis because way back in the day i forced myself to go through a movie three or four times to write sins because I didn't want to miss anything. Uh, That's me. Over the years, I have come to do what, what I now do is one big pass, but I go back five, ten minutes an awful lot to rewatch certain scenes. But Les Mis, I watched six times because that was all singing um, and there's very little like straightforward dialogue. And so I had to... I had to keep listening to make sure I knew what they were fucking saying to each other, and I and I hated that movie when I saw it with my wife. So I watched it six more times in a week. That was the most miserable I was ever uh, writing a sense video. Yeah, uh, Cinderella's a good call. I think, and and I don't I don't mean to like glom on that answer, but I remember having a tremendous amount of fun writing for Cinderella because of all the nonsense that's in it uh, and everything. The worst, as I mean, is always is going to be that. Uh, uh, Transformers uh, Age of Extinction. That's the one where Age you of Consent. Like, every, like you paused it like every two seconds. Or yeah, the, it, there's a there's a point where sometimes you're just like, well, maybe I should just let that go. Or oh, you, you know. mean you mean the one with Anthony Hopkins? What? The Transformers with Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, Mark, that's the about first the Mark Wahlberg one. Whatever. Oh, that's the one where they have like the statutes, statutory rape. Yeah, card. the guys yeah. like the, the, the guy, the guys like got that memorized. You He's know, like in Tex- hey, in Texas, I can do this. Um, <laughs> come on, dude. The uh, and it feels like Michael Bay like just inserted that. Like I know this law really well. <laughs> Um, and uh, but uh, it's just one of those where it just constantly just there it's the the action's dumb yes but then there's just like stupid shots that he throws in there and just stupid story elements and yeah it was like every second or two you you just wrote something took you forever to write that something and then you start it and then like another couple seconds you're like oh my god there's here's something else that infuriates me Uh, so yeah um, Age of Extinction's always gonna be that's why that was uh, 30 minute video that we split into two so (laughs) 
My favorite is is uh, bad movies that I love that I know are still bad. So like G.I. Joe, Rise of the Cobra. <laughs> that was a fun one, though. And, we did uh, that one. And Gone in 60 Seconds. Which are terrible movies, but I love them so. Uh, and my worst was actually just recently. It was Midsummer. You guys seen Midsummer? I love the movie, and I, I've seen it now three times. And and it's 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 just it's infected me. It's just there's so much going on with that movie that it broke my brain. And I love the video, and I still love the movie. I'm probably just not going to watch it for another ten years. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I love sending the first experience I remember sending a movie that's just absolute genius was Arrival when we did the all hands on deck for Arrival and I remember watching that movie in detail and just going there are none guys uh, there's nothing here <laughs> although Bear got like 80 right yeah, I know I know I think I literally <laughs> sent you like 15 cents like it was literally like you know I just and the reason I think I, I love that is is just because it, it's fun to watch something with that level of detail and just go you know, somebody was thinking in that level of detail when they made this movie. Yeah. Like that's really fun for me. Um, I also like sending rock movies. Uh, those are those are always a blast. The rock worst, of ages. Uh, sure. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. you you put an extra word in that sentence. You like rock movies. Well, that's true. Yeah. I do. I do. And that's part of why I like sending them is because it's this cognitive dissonance thing of I had a really great time at this movie. This movie is trash. <laughs> but I had a really good time with it. How is that possible? And it's just like you know I I come face to face with my own naivete and optimism in those go. moments. Uh, but uh, the one I had the worst experience on was the Snowman. Oh, uh, oh I was on that, that one. Oh, that was kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But it's this thing where it's an actively oh terrible movie. God. Like, it's actively terrible. And it's, it's also bad. kind of completely humorless. And so, like, there's yeah. just it's just hard to, like, find a tone yeah. that... I don't know. I, I don't it was know. the one I had the most difficulty I, I got, with. I honestly got to say, when that garage door rolls up and the dude's head is on the snowman, that I actually found that very funny. <laughs> <laughs> because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Val Kilmer's... I don't even know if that's really his voice in that movie. I have no idea what's going on in that movie. That, that I think that's the movie I had the most sins on. I think I wrote like 140 or some odd yeah. sins for that one. It was yeah. crazy. My, fa- my favorite, I don't know, that's tough. Um, doing the original Halloween was a lot of fun just because that's one of my favorite movies that I've gotten to work on. Mm-hmm. And we actually got a lot more out of that than I thought we would. Although when it got to like the last 20 minutes, it was kind of tough because nothing, <laughs> yeah. they're just running from each other. <laughs> but I think the Scream movie, Scream 2 and Scream 3, I worked on, uh, those were just ripe, uh, just with all the Kevin Williamson shit mm-hmm. and and the meta humor and uh, just choices that were made in those movies. Uh, made those a lot of fun. The one I had the hardest time with was uh, I said Girl Strip, but that's not it. It's Girl with the Dragon Tattoo that we did. Oh yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah. I love that movie too, but there's so much in that movie that like we can't really send because it's like horrible stuff mm-hmm. that's happening to these people. I mean, there's like a, like what a almost like 15 minute section we just don't even show, mm-hmm. we couldn't show anything. Nope. Yep. So um, that was a really tough one to to do. You mean horrible stuff like a man's head on a snowman? Like, that seems... Uh... <laughs> no, see, that you can show. <laughs> uh, for, for me, I would say one of the hardest ones was the first, like, in October, I did uh, Adam's Family with Chris. And it, it was 
not because of the movie itself, but because as as a new writer, it's there's so much self doubt that I've been struggling with that I talk about uh, freely because I think it's an important part of like my journey into just being a part of the team, and I think it's important everybody kind of remembers that when you first start something, it doesn't mean you're like super good at it. You have to work, and for me, writing is really hard. But that one was difficult because I watched it so many times, and I was just in such a self doubt kind of situation that I wasn't. I wasn't sure that what I turned in was great. And then whenever Chris sent back the script, a, like so many of his sins, I'm like, I thought that too. I thought that too. So it's kind of like the one that was really hard and also one of my favorites because it was sort of a turning point for me as a writer where I was like, oh my God, I literally thought that. And I wrote it down and I, I deleted it. Mm. So had I done that, then there would have been a lot of moments where we would have had alts or, or I could have learned something. So I kind of, I like that one. Now I would say I'm getting a lot more confident in how I write and things I'm writing. So my favorite one is probably like recently is probably Frozen. I really enjoy writing on Frozen too. Mm. So, cause I kind of felt confident about what I was doing. So that helps a lot. But your favorite TV was Riverdale. God. <laughs> that was a fun script. That was fun because we started the uh, bullshit bingo. Oh, that was fun. CW <laughs> bullshit bingo. God, God loves CW, man. That's going to do it for behind the scenes this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed. Go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. Hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae says. D-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. He is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, Chris Atkinson, Jeremy Scott, Barrett Share, and myself, we will see you next week. Yay! Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BehindTheSinsPod at gmail.com and be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter and be sure to visit CinemaSins.com. I mean, look at Jeremy. He's never been on the show before. He had no idea it was about to happen. No, that was all very routine for you. Uh, <laughs> new for me. We are we are live, by the way. Hey! Just so everybody knows. Hi, everyone. Because Danae said, are you ready to go live? And I thought she meant, are we ready to do the podcast? Apparently, it was the official thumbs up for the live. So okay. we are now live right. on the okay. internet. Okay. Welcome, everyone. Welcome I take to back Sin Week. I said. Hello, <laughs> uh, this morning, we are doing uh, Behind the Sins uh, live taping recording uh of the podcast so that's this morning and then this afternoon we'll be doing a live syncast recording mm-hmm. and then <laughs> Jeremy. and then tomorrow we'll be doing a live mini pod of the amazing i'm sure to be amazing film bloodshot mm-hmm. uh yep. so i keep calling it dead spot do you yes yeah yeah that's wrong <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get in uh let's get into the podcast recording everybody on the panel, feel ready? Everybody good? I am never ready, but go okay, ahead. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, good, good. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a weekly look at everything okay, going on. Uh, mm-hmm. I, yes. I said mm-hmm in the microphone right when you got started. Okay, fair enough. I'm sorry. Fair enough. Okay. So I will get us into Behind the Scenes, and feel free to, you know, interact with laughter and <laughs> applause Mirth. and yeah. over-the-top <laughs> merriment. Aaron, Aaron's going to pipe that. in a bunch of false laughter. I don't he loves that. that. <laughs> he loves laugh tracks. I know. I was just getting ready to dig on him for that. You're like, be well, like, it's not a la- hey, I said audience. react. I didn't you say fake a, your you laughter. Yeah, I'm not going to bribe them to laugh. <laughs> Like you do with those live tapes. We should do one good take of a superficial force. We really laugh. should. I'll do you anything, guys do... Aaron. I'll do anything. Thank anything, you, Chris. Anything for that laughter, man. Anything. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Let's do that. Uh, can you guys be like a, a live studio audience real quick and just laugh? Like at... really Jeremy's going to tell a great joke here. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, you're going to tell a joke <laughs> here in a second. can be anything. Okay. okay? And then you're going to laugh like you're at a recording. 
and we're gonna see how this goes. Are you ready? All right, Jeremy's gonna tell a joke. Now everybody's gonna laugh like it's the funniest thing you've ever heard. Knock, knock. Who's there? Dishes. Dishes, Dishes who? You. Dishes the police, open up. <laughs> yes, I felt that. Yeah, that was very good. That was very nicely done. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 